How you doing, uh, Canal? Hey, big dog. How you doing? You know, another week. Well, in this case, another uh, week two of the NFL has gone by. But uh, this is the Misreps podcast, the sports podcast where we don't know where we're doing or what we're doing, as you can see. <laughs> but we don't know what we're doing. But hey, join us on this journey as we just talk about sports. Yeah, and true to our name, we missed week one, so you know we'll we're here to uh, make up for it. We got to run laps and the preseason. Don't forget the preseason, man. Uh, yeah, well, no one cares much about the preseason. <laughs> I care about the. Actually, it's funny you say that. I actually, I'm starting to care more about the preseason now than I did in years past. I don't know if it's been changing for you, but we get to see. Uh, what was it? We get to see a lot of more rookies on the field and stuff like that. So, yeah. hey, for sure. And then I like you get you get a lot of those uh, you get a lot of those uh, dogs coming out that want uh, that are fighting for roster spots. You know, you got your 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 uh, training camp heroes coming through in preseason. So you know, it's always bad. Oh yeah, I think there wasn't mm, there wasn't too much like I, I, you know if one thing we didn't say yet we're both Seahawks fans. Oh yeah, um, we're not we're both not in Seattle or anything like that. But hey. Uh, I guess we can just do some uh, begin with the introductions. Uh, for me, it's name's Adam and uh, been a Seahawks fan since about 2014. So that first Super Bowl run, you could call me at the time. You could definitely call me a bandwagon uh, fan. But now I've been through the ups and downs of the team uh, by this point. So I think I'm a true fan now. <laughs> All right. Well, my name's Kanal. I'm from the Northwest, born and bred. So you know, I uh, I've been a Seahawks fan for as long as I can remember. Didn't really start caring much until I went to college. I went up to University of Washington up in Seattle, and that was in uh, 2011. So they were still garbage when I became a, when I started watching them. So I can say I'm that not was, a bandwagon fan. That was definitely the rebuild. That was part definitely part of the rebuild years. No, that was so. the uh, that was the you mad bro year. Cause you know, you remember that? <laughs> that was the, oh my gosh. <laughs> I it's funny because like for me personally so i got into college 2012 and i kid you not so i played college football at prairie view AM university the hbcu um outside of houston texas um i was more into college football at the time i used to watch only college football i used i even had a whole thing where i was like yeah no college football is everything nfl is boring because there's only 32 teams and you know college football offenses are so like creative compared to what's happening in the NFL and stuff. But slowly but surely, I think it was when I started doing fantasy football 2014. I think that was like my first year doing fantasy football, either 14 or 15. Definitely got more into NFL. And then, of course, I just latched on to the Seahawks, even though I was in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was like I think when I went to college, you know, just being around like a bunch of people watching football all the dang time. You know, you're sitting in your like common area and stuff like that. Everybody's watching the game. That's when you start. Uh, that's when you start paying attention. Because I always, I love playing like Madden and stuff like that. I never really had a team. Um, I love when I was in high. And I mean, yeah, we won the Super Bowl while I was in college. That was insane. But we also lost the Super Bowl while I was in college. So we had the ups and downs during that. But I think. Oh. When we you're, don't talk as Seahawks fans, we do not talk about that second Super Bowl. Yeah, okay? we don't. Less, less ride. But uh, <laughs> we uh, back then, you know, when you're a, when you're a college kid in the student section, you know, you know, that's like that's a completely different animal. You know, that's you don't get rowdy like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like Bill's oh, Mafia yeah. showing up to every college game. 
Yeah, I mean, oh man, we could talk about Bills Mafia later because they've been on a roll. But uh, yeah, so this is Misreps. That's the you know that's the brand. That's the name that we chose. It's beautiful too because like you know like we already did and said we missed like the preseason and the week one. So you know today's episode is pretty much just going to go over the week one shenanigans uh, somewhat quickly. Then week two shenanigans this past week because we got a lot to talk about there. Finally, we'll have our um, our matchups that we're looking forward to in week three, and then some uh, like a little fun bits. Anything we want to say, you know, we'll call them our unsung heroes. Or or we'll call it our unsung heroes, our our unVPs, whatever you want to call it. Just anything, oh, yeah. anything we want to highlight from the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, it's gonna have a good show today. You know, just for me, I just want to talk to the community, our future community, whoever is out there listening. Um, you know. Less ride, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, Russell Wilson started the generation. <laughs> it's funny because you know this is our very first episode, so no one has an idea what our personalities are like. So you're going for the let's embrace everybody, and I feel like I got to be like the skip to you to your Shannon in this. <laughs> oh, come on, Canal! I can't. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like you know, like when when Shannon says skip, 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 skip. K K K K K K. Come on, Canal, 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 Canal. You can interrupt me as much as you like if you say it like that. Oh, of course, man. So yeah, let's get let's get into those week one shenanigans. But we, you know, we got to start with the one and only the Seahawks. Yeah, we got that dub in the first week, didn't we? That felt so good, buddy. We you we we needed that, or no, you know what? We were playing with nothing to lose. Russ needed that win bad because they ain't playing again unless they're playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that was pretty. Yeah, you're not going to see Russ ever. We're not going to see Russ again unless he stays with the team for a little bit longer. Because I forgot how it shuffles up in terms of the scheduling every year, since they always throw like one. What was a it? Division, like division, right? So I think we yeah. won't see them again for four years. Basically, so at the very least, we got that win got against that Russ. I love Russ personally, like you know, in terms of like his growth and stuff when he was on the Seahawks, but. As you can, as I think we all know, and it's been ran into the ground, you know, things didn't work out. We didn't want to pay the man. I at least am glad he got his monies elsewhere, but it just sucks. But we need a rebuild mm-hmm. and that's where we are. So that win, I think that if any, if we lose every other game this season, I'm just glad we got that one win on the Broncos. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as, as someone that's like from the Northwest and stuff like that, you know, our sports fans, our sports media, they're typically like pretty level headed about it. Like when we traded away Russ, you know, it wasn't it was groundbreaking, obviously. But it's also like, you know, the community was just kind of like, you know, it had to happen. You know, we can't we can't keep trying to prolong this win now mode with like bits and pieces. Right. So for for me Constantly. personally, you know, like I love yes. trolling Russ now because, you know, before he, I mean, that, that dude is like, he's like corny as all hell, but like he was our corny quarterback, right? Like, you know, that was our animal. We, we rallied, our mascot, we rallied around. But now that he's on other teams, I'm like, ha, have fun with that. <laughs> I think the whole thing with him being corny, that kind of started, especially from like the, uh, from like on our side in the black community and stuff like that. They were saying he was corny because of just, you know, he's mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, he's, I think he's, yeah, he's black and white. And then just, you can tell he's, he hung around, he hung out with like a lot of like, just a lot of white folks in his time. Mm. And that showed in his dress and how he talks and stuff like that. Cause I remember when I first watched him, like, Ooh, that oh, that's Russell Wilson. He looks cool. And then when you hear him, it's like, Oh shoot. Like, <laughs> I think he has like a little bit of like country, a little slight country. Undertone. I think he's from like North Carolina or something like that. Or like, you know, he's, you know, or Virginia, sorry. I think he's from Virginia. Yeah, and then like, I know there's some accents out there that um, can come out really heavily, but not for him. Yeah. You know, especially so, you know, going forward after he got with Sierra and stuff, though, that man had like a whole like, like he had a glow up, didn't he? It was a huge glow up. And honestly, still proud of that. A lot of people were hating on it and being very petty about it, especially like when they went to the Carolina Panthers that one season. I forgot what year it was. And they were playing future like the whole time, mm-hmm. like on the big speakers and stuff. But yeah, you know, like the corniest, I can see where it comes in and how some people say it's corny, but it just is what it is. Yeah. And I think some of the questions he's going to have to answer since he's on the Broncos right now is, you know, one, the Broncos paid almost like $300 million for the man, like 265 yeah. or something like yeah. that. And the question is like, whose team is it? Is it Nathaniel Hackett's the first, I think it's the first year coach head coach or is it where do you come from he was uh, like an offensive coordinator somewhere right he was uh he was with oh man i gotta look this up now Um, i think it was packers yeah he was i'm looking up right now where were you before career history because he went he was in us back in 2003 he was an assistant linebackers coach at uc davis solid and then great agriculture here we go so before he was the head, before he's the head, the first year head coach here at the Denver Broncos, he was the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers from 2019 to 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, at the very least, he's like an offensive minded coach in this sense. So maybe, oh, excuse me. So that's like the thing I'm trying to see here is like, who's going to be calling the offense? Is it going to be Russell Wilson and his own personal offense? Or is it going to be Nathaniel and... <gasps> And or whoever the offensive coordinator is right now, currently for the Denver Broncos. I haven't looked too deep into all of like the the coaching staff there, but that's what yeah. So far. Like like we said, we're we're Seahawks centric. We focus more on our our team because that's the uh, that's where we have an emotional stake. But, oh, don't but don't worry. You know, even for me personally, I'm definitely going to start like because you can actually if you I think some other podcasts out there actually go deep into who the coaches are on each team and some of them. Our past there's past football play, NFL players um, uh, that are coaches like the Lions team, uh, the Lions head coaching staff is mostly well, like the I guess like the big positions, mostly former NFL players. Oh, solid. You know, that's like that's like the future of like a really big coaching tree if they kind of pan out. But we'll talk about the Lions in a bit. Um, going back to oh, Russ, yeah. though, for I mean, like, you know, back when he was like a rookie, you know, I, like I said, I was on college and stuff like that. And, you know, he would mm-hmm. still go like even though he's the guy that, you know, would practice huddles and, you know, practice high fiving people coming out of tunnels. Uh, you know, he uh, when he was a rookie, he would, you know, go to Seattle or not a rookie. He did it his entire time at Seattle Children's. But specifically when he was a rookie, you know, he would go to Seattle Children's, you know, once a week, say, you know, greet all the kids, you know, you know, make their days, which was great. And he always used to rock up at the Chipotle by UW. <laughs> one of my friends saw him. Did you ever get a chance to meet him or anything like that while you were in Washington? No, nah, I never met him. One of my roommates did though. That was pretty sick. He he just he was just in line at Chipotle and he was like, "Oh shit, you're Russell Wilson." <laughs> He's like, "What's up?" Hi. Hi. Hey. He did not Hi. say "Let's How ride" at that time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, let's ride. 
so I mean, like, you know, we we both loved like what Russ did for the Seahawks. Only thing that came up was he started becoming predictable. He has like a certain cadence for like really we call it the Russ Wilson offense, which is a lot of uh, play action, a lot of there is some runs mixed in. But like with him, it's all about like kind of making I wouldn't say making him the hero, Mm -hmm. but he he loves throwing the deep ball and he is he has the most beautiful deep ball out of all of the you saw it live you were sitting up at telling the story telling me you were at the houston texas houston and the seattle game right i i'm so glad and just blessed uh to have the opportunity to at least see him at least once live for me personally because i know you've been to some of the games live Mm. um up in up in seattle so yeah um so my mom is um she has season tickets with the houston texans of and I'm that was surprising to me because I thought she would have been on like the Dallas Cowboys train like the rest of my family is, which yuck. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. For all for everyone out there, I hate the Cowboys like with all like with with my whole body. I hate the Cowboys, <laughs> even like my fiance knows like we we're, we're both just like yuck, yuck <laughs> on like just like the with like the Cowboys and stuff like that. So. But anywho, back to the, you know, Houston Texans, I think it was towards the end of the season. This is actually the, the time when uh, I think it was uh, Rashad Penny was starting to go off like he was the number one running back. Cause I did. I think we missed that 60 yard run for a touchdown because that's when we like got up because we knew like who was winning. Like my mm-hmm. fiance and I were there and we knew who was winning, but we missed that one long like touchdown run. Oh boy, did we see the deep ball that he threw to Tyler Lockett of all people? Because I'm like, come on, Russ and Tyler Lockett, that's like the connection of dreams right there. And we at least got to see it. And I remember like the the stadium low key got quiet, like, <gasps> and we were just like, oh. And I was like, I was up like very high in the stands, by the way. So I wasn't like close to the field or anything. So you could actually like see the whole trajectory of like the ball and stuff. And I was just like, I can't believe I'm seeing the Russ deep ball. Yeah, because at I least think, once in my life. I remember the way you described it to me. It was like, damn, that ball is eye level, and you're in the bloody no section. <laughs> yeah, we were that high, man. And like, ugh, the way he just drops it right in the breadbasket, that Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson connection, they had like a perfect quarterback rating for the longest time. I think in terms of like 20 plus air yards and stuff like that, yeah. he has all the stats in terms of like the deep ball. And I mean, like, the short of it is, it's just really beautiful yeah. just to see in person. Um, and yeah, I mean, I never got to get, you know, get close to the field or anything, but it was at least good to see one game with them against like the Houston Texans without Deshaun Watson, who is now on the Browns, but still not playing. Yeah, I mean, so, he's going to be dressed in orange, you know, one way or the other. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh, man. Oh, we definitely got to talk about the Browns later, though, because they have the new midfield logo. Dude, I think OK, yeah, Browns. we got to talk about that. OK, that's that. OK, now I know. Now I know what we're going to say. That's my MVP right there, but we'll, we'll get to it later. <laughs> yeah. So at least we will. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll tab that one for later. But yeah, coming all the way back. So now, you know, Russ is gone to the Broncos. And then next thing you know, like with no time at all, it's just like the NFL is like, OK, Broncos Seattle week one Thursday night and I'm just like oh my gosh just just show that we are terrible because preseason wasn't that great for us um even at one point even Pete Carroll was saying we're, we got to find tacklers on this team I am I am letting people go like and there were some names that actually left the team that was on there that was on the team like while Russ was there so um I think we let they let a lot of people go and now that first that first game we had dogs on defense the dogs. tackles dogs Tariq like, Wilson, dog cody barton oh, 
Dog. Dog. <laughs> well, that he, that's not the rookie, but it's not a rookie, but Cody Barton finally getting a chance to play Dog. Uh, who else was Cody good? Barton Michael showed Jackson. up. He, he looked like he was going to be like a like a perennial special teamer or like, you know, he was going to be like a special specialized special teamer. You know, like Seahawks churn those kind of players out all the time. But he uh, he he stepped up to that role. You know, everybody was like, well, he's going to be taking over for, you know, the loss of like, you know, we've had some great linebackers over the last, you know, 10 years. You know, we uh, he's going to step. Is Bobby he going to step Wagner's up? gone. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Wagner. And then year before, K.J. Wright, you know, so, yeah. you know, they stepped so, up big. K.J. Wright might. I think I'm, I'm hearing rumors that he might sign back with the team, but I highly doubt because like at this stage, you it's not like we're we're. I know Pete Carroll and them want to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. I know they want to win, but. I mean, that's the funny thing. They know they want, you can tell they want to win. I think every coach wants to win, but you know that they know it ain't going to be like a Super Bowl run. Yeah. So what's the point of getting KJ right? At the very least, KJ right would just be like a nice puzzle piece to slot in if we were trying to make like a ride or something like I th- that. <laughs> Let's ride. I think it's more of a, I think it's more of like a player coach type of situation or like, you know, I, I think at the beginning, I, I thought he was going to do something like a, uh, you know, like a one day contract type of thing, you know, just so he can retire as a Seahawk. But yeah, you know. I think that's what's going to happen. If anything, the one day, con- I obviously, you know, he at least had a little ride out in um, the, with the Raiders, but honestly, it's just, he's very stiff as a linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's really big, can get those tackles and stuff. But he's very stiff, not quick. I think he's definitely good for like those base four, three defenses where you want like a stout outside linebacker and stuff like that. But I think, Unless he can like evolve himself, he's had some highlight yeah. reel plays over the years, and you know, especially even in his last couple of years. But you know, I think what what sticks out the most about him is his player intelligence. I think that's why you know, if you want him, if we want him on the team, you know, we want him as like a player coach type of play person, because you know, he would he would suss out you know screen passes like nobody else, and you know, it's no coincidence that we can't you know defend a screen pass to save our lives now. You know, that was. That was like mostly KJ Wright. And it's like a, you know, it's like a partnership kind of thing, right? You know, as things stand right now, these these are, you know, three or four players that typically haven't played together, you know, as much. KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner play together for like eight years. So, you know, there's that chemistry that's there that, you know, it'll build up, you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got, we definitely have like, you know, the future, like with all the people on the team and stuff like that. We started a whole all all three of our corners, sometimes Ford in certain packages, were rookies. Just just let that sink in. How long has it been since it's been like that? Oh my gosh! Like when did we do the? Wasn't that like Legion of Boom when we ran with like the three safety looks and stuff like that back then? Which is weird that we're running it now, but we're doing it from a different defense because you know the def- the new defensive coordinator that you know is Clint Hurt. Yeah, since we since we got rid of you know who <laughs> uh, Ken Norton Jr. What a guy. He, he was what Ken Norton that? Jr. was a great linebackers coach. He, I don't think he should have ever been made a defensive coordinator. I mean, that's fair, and I feel like he ran his time out. Like the short of it, he ran his time out. It's, I mean, he had two unsuccessful stints. I mean, you could summarize that, right? I mean, to be fair, like his Raiders stints was, you know, it's hard to it's hard to gauge someone's performance if they're personnel for Raiders. You know, oh for sure, that's for just sure. kind of like a mess there. But yeah, we definitely have some. You know, we could talk about that defense because in this, in like again, coming all the way back to the Seahawks and Broncos game, um, one dogs. I just I love the intensity that the defense had, 
the scrappy defense, kind of the chip on the shoulder, like almost like we have nothing left to lose. And they're throwing themselves at the team every time. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Wasn't it like a total of like four or five like goal line stops on oh, both sides? You know, every time, every time it was, they, they, I think they had two picks on the one yard line or two fumbles on the one yard line. And, yes. you know, uh, I think he fumbled one and then Broncos fumbled one, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, that was the. I mean, the the goal line well, was caught up to them too now. So, oh man, like, yeah, because I mean, Russ and the goal line, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, that you know, it's happened in week two as well. We'll get into that, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, the thing is, the thing with this defense is, you know, it's all new players. You know, they're still they're they're still getting their feel for each other. I mean, I think Tariq Woolen has the potential of being like the the best, like you know, top three cornerback in the league if he gets, you know. Proper, proper fundamentals down, you know, he gets his head right. He, his athleticism is off the charts. His reach is off the charts. His height, you know, his physicality is off the charts. He's ready. Like, there is a play in week two where he hawked down Debo Samuel from, you know, completely other side of the field. Like, that's oh, yeah. like, he did that, like, DK. You know, I want to see who wins in a foot race. It'd probably be DK, but, you know, that's that's something else. But this defense, you know, they, 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 they kind of continue their form from last year, right, which was the bend, don't break. They gave up like, you know, they gave up 400 plus yards, um, but they still found a way to win the game. And, you know, they, that's, you know, turning up the pressure where when it counts. Yeah. So let's and um and then, you know, with this, like with the game again, yeah, gave up over 400 yards, found a way to win. I think the other thing that sucks out of that week one was Jamal Adams injury. Man, well, we, we got to talk about that. I. <laughs> We got to. This is the time. It's week one, man. <laughs> I remember when we traded for Jamal Adams. I was immediately like, "Fuck, like that's a lot to give up." You know, you're that's an investment, right? And you know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like when you draft Jamal Adams and he just becomes like this all pro, you know, psychic linebacker or psychic safety that you know plays like a linebacker. You know, now you have invest, capital invested. It's the same position that the Broncos are in with Russell Wilson, right? And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, that's, you know, they, they, you put a lot into this player hoping that he will deliver. And, you know, we just haven't had that. And that was like a win now move that just completely flopped, I think. Yeah. So Jamal Adams had the quad injury and I believe like the muscle pulled off of the bone or something like something. that. It was basically like, it's something very serious to the point yeah. where it's a season ending surgery. So he's out for the year. This is, this is giving, I think, is it, I think Keanu Neal is uh, playing now. Uh, at safety, starting at safety now. Yeah, like a strong safety position. I think Neil is it Keanu Neal or Ryan Neal? Keanu Ryan. Ugh, Keanu Reeves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I'm thinking. I'm thinking of now Ryan. Now. Ryan Neal when he stepped in for Jamal Adams last yeah. year. Jamal Adams' problem is that he he's had injuries all over the place. Man, that's the thing is that he's had shoulder problems. He's got like two fingers that are fused together. He's had like, oh, he had a broken he had a broken finger. I think in that man. game too. It's. That's it's just it's just how he plays. He is the wrecking ball, and when you're a wrecking ball safety, you're gonna start getting those dings, those injuries. Um, to be fair, though, to be fair, let's give Jamal Adams his credit. If he would have pulled off that hit on Russell Wilson where he got injured, Russell Wilson would not have got back up. He would have gotten. He would have had to been taken out on a stretcher. That man came in Russ, like a bullet. Russ saw that, said, "Oh my gosh, that, not he again." Really had to focus <laughs> on everything. On like, oh, I gotta get around him, but he still got caught by Jamal Adams, and then he still. I think Jamal Adams still got the sack, right? Mm-hmm. At the cost of you know an injury, though. So uh, I, I think I think Russ was able to throw it away in time. Mm. But oh, he, yeah, he right, definitely right. blew up that play. You know that play that was like a big third down. Yeah, and so you know we can. 
and then like with that defense, if we go back to the defense again, um, so yeah, you know, Jamal Adams out for the season. I'm not too well, he already got the big contract, so he's here to stay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I you look on, you look on just, sports websites right now, like our Seattle websites, and they're already thinking like how much they're already pushing articles, like how much does it cost to cut Jamal Adams? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with it. Well, basically it's it's however he comes back from this injury. One, because I do know we have better technology and stuff like that today. It's just a matter of how he comes back, how does he feel about that leg? Um, especially that quad. A quad's a big muscle. Um and especially so if it comes off come the bone, back. dude. That's like uh, you know, do what you gotta oh. do. Oh yeah. So, you know, from there, I'm not sure what they're gonna do because that so from so I guess I could talk on my feelings on the trade. I was mixy on the trade. I love that we got Jamal Adams. I do feel like one, it's a good thing we got him. We misused him in that first year. He's not a coverage safety. He's more of a box safety and we could work around that. My thing is, as long as you know what the player does best and you should use him in that way to get the most bang for your buck. They didn't really do that that first year. It really looked like it was going to be that this year. Mm -hmm. And right when they did that, you know, then he gets injured. So as soon as he, he as injured, soon as he got up, like he did the play that everybody wanted him to do, right? And then as soon as he got up, he was limping. I was like, God damn it, not again. Yeah, yeah, it was it was one of those moments, right? Yeah. So, uh, so coming back to like who's left on the defense, so I have like the roster here because we have and we and it's been really good in that game, like Uchenna Nwosu. Oh, the, dude, the, I, the I think he won the NFC up. Player of the Week, didn't he, on defense? I I didn't. I think he did. I think he did, and he's really solid. For his one, he's very fast. I've seen him like I think it was the same that same week he was coming after Russell Wilson from like afar, and he caught up to him very quickly. Like Nwosu is a good addition. Uh, Boy Mafe, I think, can like come in as like that edge, like on the line kind of. You know, uh, whenever he gets out there, I don't know. I don't think he had an injury or anything like that. We have uh, Shelby Harris and Quentin Jefferson on the def- defensive end. Yeah, don't forget but, my boy Puna Ford. That man is three hundred pounds and chased down Christian McCaffrey. Oh man, yeah, Puna Ford. I love, I love Puna. Um, glad we signed him and got him to stay. Mm-hmm. Our only issue is, uh, so our new defense is now a three-four. Yeah, we're finally running the three-four. So that means we, you have your two defensive ends, your nose tackle. First of all, Al Woods is like the anchor for that defense in my opinion on that D line, because I've seen Al Woods blow up a lot of plays or mess up run plays. Even in week two, he's, di- he's done some really good stuff. And he's what? 35 years old right now. 34. He's heady. You know, he, he's, he, he knows how to play that, play the guy that's standing across from him. And I think that's a big difference. That is a true nose tackle right there. And I, if you look at like the highlights, I think on the, on most of the, uh, you know, red zone possessions, I think, I don't think Al Wood played the entire defensive, like, you know, de- defensive no. uh, run. I think they would bring him in closer to like the red zone because I think that's yeah. when they're 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 thinking Ben don't break right. Hmm. Um. They do. I think they have a a decent amount of uh bodies to like rotate in there and keep everyone fresh. And you know we haven't so. you know we haven't had that in a long time. You know that's that's the thing that keeps a team successful is not having all your eggs in one basket. Just having that that deep rotation of like fundamentally sound players. Right now, we ain't fundamentally sound because we can't tackle to save our lives. But you we know. can't tackle. Coverage is still breaking, but that's what happens when you start a lot of rookies, especially at yeah. both corner positions. Right? Um, that's where all of them were breaking <laughs> at the corners. Yeah, that or pass uh, interference. Oh, don't even get me started. Uh, finally, like kind of rounding out that D line or the like the front seven. You got Daryl Taylor, 
who he needs to step up. This is this is his year. It is his year, and the the good part is like he was even producing even in the last season, and he's still producing this season. The only issue is like we're we still have that funk funky issue of not being able to get to the quarterback. I'm not saying every single play. I mean, I would love every single play. Don't get me wrong. It's just that uh, I think one of the issues is the in, like the interior three D linemen that we have. They're literally nothing but like D tackles. Like Shelby Harris, that's a D. T- I, he's more of a D tackle to me than mm-hmm. a defensive end. But I do know like with three four, you can bring your edge players on the outside of them, so you can have like five on the line. It's just. I guess that's how they're going to try to use it because they know they're all D tackles, both Puna or all Puna Ford, Al Woods and Shelby Harris. They're D tackles, not and Shelby Harris and Puna Ford. They're they're not really like the edge. Well, I wouldn't say edge, but they're not like the defensive ends I would like mm-hmm. for my three four. But I think we have some good, solid young players. I think uh, Nuosu is like twenty six, I believe, and then Daryl Taylor is like what twenty five. Yeah, he's something like that. And that's you. You brought up our three four scheme that we moved towards, and those those players are going to be crucial. You know, th- those are the ones that, you know, hit get home to the quarterback and, and a lot of these schemes. Like you look at your yeah, Von Millers, right. you look at, you know, like those type of players, you know, those are the kind of, those are the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the bullets that come out of the middle of the field, you know, find, they, they spot the gap, hit it, you know, and try to hit home as quick as possible. Right. Yeah. So rounding out real quick, just the defense. So you got your inside linebackers of Jordan Brooks, and Cody Barton, I think we talked enough about them. But Jordan Brooks, we know he's like Bobby. Hopefully, Bobby Wagner 2.0. He definitely was like a, like the protege to him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know before he left. And then I think him and Bobby had a good report even before, like maybe even even till even after, but even even before Bobby left, definitely had a good report with him. Cody Barton, I'm so glad he's getting a chance to play. He looks like the crazy like. The crazy white boy linebacker that will throw himself at any player at any time. You tell him where to go and tackle, even if it's a brick wall, he'll go and tackle it. That's what <laughs> yeah. I like out well, of Cody Barton. This is the kind, <laughs> this is the culture that we had back in 2011, right? And that's why I was I was hyped as all hell when we. I mean, we were chatting to each other the whole game. I was I was hyped without having to drink anything. You know, I was because when I look on that field, I saw you know 11 dogs that were fighting, you know, they were fighting. You know, there weren't make there wasn't many business decisions that were being made out there. They were fighting. And that's the thing oh. is that you know uh what I can't remember what is it? What is the uh, slogan? I think oh it, oh it was um you know back in the day the, the Seahawks had this, you know, slogan mentality called next man up, right? And you mm-hmm. know that's the that's the idea that you know if you're in our system, you know, we teach you how to be in our system. But if you, the moment that, you know, if you, if you drop production, you know, if you stop, you know, performing for whatever reason, there's a guy behind you that, you know, can, is, you know, deserves your job as much as you deserve your job. Right. There was no guaranteed starters. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously you had your starters, but you know, right when I was watching that game, I was like, man, everybody's out here fighting for their job and they're fighting for their team. That's, that's what, that's what it looked like to me. I mean, cause that now comes up to now we're kind of going into the, like the like the defensive backs, right? So like right here we got left corner Mike uh, Mike Jackson, oh, right man. corner Tariq Woolen. Did I we think draft he, Mike Jackson by the way? I was gonna look this up. Did we? Yeah, or was he, he was, a- Mike Jackson? I think what or Mike? I think they say Michael Jackson too, which is really funny because we have both someone named Cody uh, Kobe Bryant with the <laughs> yeah. C, and then Michael Jackson. It's really funny. I think he uh, he is a rookie. I think we picked him up Late, off right? of. Um, yeah, it's either UFBA. Actually, no, I lied. But well, hang on. Is he? That's what oh, I thought. Man. I thought he was undrafted. 
Let me let me double check. I want I, I do like to. Oh, actually, no, he is not a rookie. He's not. He's not a rookie. That's my mistake. So Mike. So his name is Mike Jackson, senior, like the full name. OK, Um, he was drafted by the Cowboys in twenty nineteen. And wow, he's been in the league he for was, three years. Yeah, he's he was waived on August 30th. This is why you never heard of him. He was waived on August 31st after he was drafted in the fifth round, I think 158th overall in the 2019 draft. Mm-hmm. He signed to the practice squad for them on September 2nd. Um, that same year, October 30th, the Lions signed him off the practice squad. He appeared in one game. He was declared inactive in eight contests in general because you know how the inactives work and stuff. Yeah. He only, yeah, he says he, he only played, he played only two special team snaps in the 11th game against the Redskins at the time. They were called the Redskins. Um, and did not post any statistics. Then next, the year after, uh, 2020, so August 9th. So this is like the, the COVID year. Uh, Damn, that was all in one year? <laughs> no, no. The first two, Dallas Cowboys and Detroit Lions, was all in one season. Okay. The 2019 season. The next season was August 9th, 2020. So this is preseason. Hmm. Lions announced. Yeah, so the Lions waived him. And then he was traded to the Patriots for a conditional 22 seventh round draft pick. We've probably seen this like on Twitter and we just didn't care because it wasn't our team. One. And then two, you know, it, it was someone we never heard of. He got re-signed. Oh, he was waived by the Patriots on the third uh, of the of September. He was re-signed to the practice squad September twenty eighth. He was promoted then to the active roster back January second, twenty twenty one, and he played in the season finale against the Jets and had one tackle. He was waived August thirty first, twenty twenty one, and then September second, twenty twenty one, Jackson was signed to the Seattle Seahawks practice squad. There you go. And that was right before, actually, the – wasn't that, like, right – yeah, that was definitely, like, right before, like, a week or two before the first game. You know what I see when, when – you know, you'd say all that stuff, and, you know, and we've seen his performance on the field up to this point. You know what I, I see is, like, a guy that's been completely humbled, and, you know, he, he knows what it means to not have that, you know, have his his spot locked down. So, you know, he come he's coming mm-hmm. into work every day trying to be the best, you know, Michael Jackson that he can be. <laughs> and yeah, so remember that was the 2021 season, my, uh, mind you. So that was he was just on the practice squad mm. all last season with the C- the Seahawks, and then he signed a reserve future contract with the Seahawks January 10th of this year. Okay. So you know, then he's just there. He's just you know that now he's just here. Now he's starting, and that was weird because I know we we signed both or we traded for and got Sidney Jones the fourth from the Jags. Go Huskies and. Yeah, go Huskies. And then uh, some people even say the uh, Washington University of Washington is DBU, by the way, although that's what the players be saying. I- I'm well aware. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we you know, you know, we drafted Kobe Bryant. And then, of course, we got Justin Coleman back recently. Yeah. The only thing is we can't just put them in and have them start because that's the only reason why Sidney Jones wasn't playing. Apparently, I think was because he was still on the practice squad or he just came back from an injury or something and they were i think he saw some snap because i think Tariq woolen went out for a little bit i think he had uh, he he like uh, got banged up a little bit and then he came right back in and then we have Artie burns that so, Artie burns uh, he was he's another journeyman though but i don't yep, think he's he was with the he was with the steelers for a little bit he's a he's definitely a vet though okay he's been in the league a little bit so i remember Artie burns even in madden days because i so, you know, to your point of you playing Madden, I am a Madden player. And, you know, <laughs> one of my goals right now with this podcast, all my, the whole audience out there, I want you 
just send this podcast out to your friends, whoever's all up in sports, you know, hey, say, hey, did you ever catch that episode of the Misreps podcast? Because my goal is to like right now, it's a small, minute goal. I want to be able to make enough money off this podcast to go buy the new Madden this year. <laughs> there we go. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. If it's on sale and it's down to thirty dollars, and we made you know a certain amount, a chunk of change, shoot, you're gonna you're gonna see it here first. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get a live stream. Oh man, live stream. We're 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 looking into that for sure. I do want to eventually, you know, eventually get to like where I see some uh, sports media like on YouTube and stuff like that. So we we're definitely getting we're getting the YouTube channel up and running. We're getting the social medias up and running. You know, we wanted to. We wanted to get this. Um, I think like the big thing is like, we wanted to get this content out there. We want people to hear us. Um, it's obviously all from this game, by the way. Like that's all I forgot to talk to say that. But that Bron- the the Broncos and Seahawks game, we literally said, you know, if we win, like it was you, it was like you. If we win this game, I'm gonna go like get this mic and start doing mic tests and stuff like that. We're oh, gonna yeah. go talk <laughs> and get everything set for the podcast. That was like our call to just like, hey, Miss Reps Podcast. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought you were going to bring up the other thing I said, which was, you know, during the game, we were so hyped. I was so hyped. I was like, if uh, I was texting one of my buddies, he lives down the street. I was like, hey, if the Seahawks win this game, you're going to see me streaking down the street. <laughs> do whatever you, you want. You actually do it. I meant to ask you that. No, you actually hell no. I live in a neighborhood with a bunch of kids. What, <laughs> ain't nobody want to see that. <laughs> you have to do it at night. You have to run as fast as possible. <laughs> fast as possible after COVID is uh, I got out of breath really quick, buddy. <laughs> hey man we're both we're both trying we're both trying we're striving to to get the best bodies for both of us right yeah now, yeah so. that's what we're doing but uh back to the the our defense so and i know i'm there this is like the longest bit i'm still on the defense right but, yeah yeah Artie burns he was on the pittsburgh steelers from 2016 to 2019 chicago bears last season or chicago bears 2020 21 and then now he's on the seahawks and we're going to see what he does. Um, I remember he was like a speed corner and I know like in Madden, you could even put him at like running back and stuff, but <laughs> we'll see what he can do for us now. I think we at least have, I think we have a good young cast uh, from both vet to rookies, like a young cast of corners. And we, we basically clean house with corners, although we brought back Justin Coleman, which I think he's going to uh, pick his role back up as the slot corner. Don't mm-hmm. you think? I think so too. Uh, we saw Kobe Bryant get a lot of snaps there last week. But um, I see a lot of well, Richard Sherman's back on the sidelines for Seahawks. So I'm hoping that role. You know, I hope that the uh, there's any bad blood between him and Pete Carroll that that gets mended because Richard Sherman is one of the most intelligent players. I think it's it, with with Richard Sherman. I don't think it's like bad blood because it's not like he it's a was, business. You know, uh, everybody knows it's a business at the end. Yeah, of the he's day. not. Who was it? Earl Thomas. He's not Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas probably got some bad blood. Yeah, um, Earl Thomas is a team. sad story for me, but that is a sad story. Um, right. But yeah, like with with Richard Sherman, he's just he's outspoken. That's really all he is. He's just a more he's an outspoken person. He has confidence behind what he says. And, and I you mean, know he's a trash talker. He he's had his issues too. I mean, he had that one situation up with his um, wife. Ooh, I remember that. Yeah, where but, he you was know, banging on the door and stuff like that. I, I seen the clip. Yeah, that but was, we don't uh, know. We don't know what people are going through. You know that that story. That's true. That story they were saying like he drank like an entire bottle of vodka or something like that. And I'm like, if I drink an entire bottle of vodka, you, you, I'd have to 
you know, try to break that door down in a wheelchair or I'm, something. I am, I am on the fl- like. If I'm, if I drink a whole bottle of something, for those of you that I'm can't see, Adam, Adam's a big dude. He used to play offensive line. Okay, if you pick, you think of it, you think of a tank. That's that's Adam. <laughs> yeah, like, I I can't see myself banging on the door. I'm more than likely like to if anything, asleep. I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor in front of the in front of the front door of like my future house. I'll probably be doing that. Uh-huh. That's more likely, but I'm glad that whatever happened in that situation, it probably got settled and all that stuff. I'm not digging into people's personal lives. Yeah. Sports media can be very cruel. It's, like they will bring you up and then tear you down the same day. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, the reason why we, I, uh, I'm so like ready for this podcast and stuff like that too, is that sports media is toxic. They'll make, like, especially in the off season, they'll make stories out of nothing. Like that's where all this, you know, is Russ going to get traded stuff started back in, you know. Like it, oh, they've been man. saying that since like 2018, you know, like for like, what was that four, four years ago, five years ago? Yeah. Cause like 2017, 2018, that's when like either he's like from 2016 to 2018, that was definitely like, I think Russ getting, Oh, excuse me. Um, Russ getting injured. Um, definitely got injured in one of those years by, uh, who, uh, Oh my gosh. I, uh, from probably, the Rams, probably Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. It was definitely Aaron Donald. Um, he got injured by them. I remember like that literally stopped Russ from like being running as much. He still runs, but not like how he used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, like the the middling seasons where it feels like we overachieved. We, we could have I'm not saying tank, but like we, we overachieved to where like our our picks were like in the 20s. Yeah, if not late like late 10s or early 20s. That's where our picks were always at for a long time with Russ. Hopefully, you know, with the pick from the Broncos we got for us is kind of it'll stay high. We'll <laughs> yeah. hey, that, that was a plot test we weren't expecting, weren't we? Oh, yeah, man. Um, that that big deal. Right. So we got like Noah Fant. We got uh, Drew Locke, which we'll get into that in a second. But like uh, out of all the players that we got, I know Noah Fant's going to be so, he's a solid tight end. He's, in my, he's, in he's my a opinion. stud. Let's be real. Like Noah Fant. Yeah. Even Shelby Harris, like Shelby Harris. I think he's maybe a little on the older side. He's probably mm-hmm. in the, close to his thirties or maybe a little over 30, but yeah, he, uh, he's a definite, he's an anchor on that, on a defensive line, you know, on a, on a unit as opposed to just an individual player. You know what I mean? Like you can put a bunch of, you put a bunch of scrubs around Aaron Donald and, you know, he'll still be Aaron Donald, but you know, Shelby Harris on a team of, you know, you know, a team of people that are trying their best, that kind of thing, you know, they're, I think they can, I think they could do something special. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, at the end of the day, you know, give everyone their chance and stuff. So like we're going to give Noah Fant. Obviously, he has no choice but to be the starter. But like it's beautiful because in this same game, Colby, Par- uh, Colby Parkinson also got a touchdown. <laughs> Colby Parkinson. He, get, he came he, through. He came through for a touchdown. I think uh, Will Disley got he got a few. He got a number of catches. Too. No Huskies. Yeah. Go Huskies, <laughs> man. Hey, I mean, you Honestly, it's and we can and we can even I think for the fun bit for later, I want to talk about University of Washington, too, because I'm starting to watch them this season. So I I, I spot watched them last season, by the way. But mm-hmm. like this season, I'm low key following them, too, because <laughs> it looks like they're going to do some good things this year. But, uh, you know, to end it all off, we have the safeties um, on the defense. So right now, you know, uh, Jamal Adams is out. They brought Josh Jones, who's about he's been in the league like six. I'm trying to see how much it is here. Yeah, he's been in the league for about a good six seasons, I think. Yeah, six years. He's been here for about six years. I forgot where he came from. And then, of course, Ryan Neal, which I wanted him to get more time anyway because he was already a he had the dog mentality of like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go hit you no matter where you are. 
And then of course Quandre Diggs. Like Quandre solid, Diggs is the solid. leader on that. I think he's I think he's the de facto leader on that defense now. Yeah, him. It would it was definitely him and Jamal Adams for sure. Yeah. If not, uh, if not Jordan Brooks. Like Jordan Brooks is definitely he's basically turning into the like the general basically Bobby Wagner, like B Wag, you know, 2.0 on the line and stuff. So that's not fair though. I, I, I want Jordan Brooks to be the best Jordan Brooks. That's one of those things that like, I've been hearing a lot of that with Tariq Woolen. Is he Richard Sherman mm-hmm. 2.0? But don't, don't, don't put that kind of expectations on people. That's like, let him that, be Tariq Woolen. Let him make his own thing. He does have the same, like now he does have the same body. Yeah. And he's actually wearing, I think a same helmet as one of, I think either Cam Chancellor wore. Cause like you can tell in the shape of his helmet, he looks like I want to hit people. Yeah. Like and the man's big too. So yeah. either way, I love our DB, like our DB, uh, like our DB room right now, like what we got, I think right now we're missing out on that strong safety, but Hey, you know, give Ryan Neal a chance. If, unless you're going to keep putting Josh Jones in there, um, not too sure like the status of them right mm-hmm. now, but defense, I just feel like we need, um, what you call it. We need what you call it to come through. Um, like Clint hurt the D the, the new coordinator needs to come through and kind of make something. Cause I don't want to keep seeing, 400 plus yard games every week and then we're always doing a shootout i would like to actually hold someone down to 250 yards or less or you know start getting towards the 200 yards or less total offense and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. but you know hopefully like in terms of like i guess we can just like try to finish up we can so how about this let's finish up like what we want to talk about with the denver broncos because i know we're we're, is, is basically we're going from both doing the roster breakdown to and the denver broncos so uh, we can do the roster breakdown after because I do want to talk about some of our players again on the offense. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, you have any more thoughts uh, from the Denver Broncos game? Uh, let me think. Well, from that game, I guess final thoughts maybe now. Uh, well, one one of the things that like stuck out to me the most is, dude, we got we got some offensive line, we got some offensive line players now. Like it looked like Geno Smith. Also, I've been waiting to say this for a long time. I feel like I've been held hostage for the last 10 years. I had no idea what the middle of the field was until that Broncos game. You reminded me we're actually throwing. So this this is definitely relevant to the game because you can still see, because we'll talk about how Russ played, which is, it's really funny watching him, how he played, but we throw down the middle of the field. We have not seen that because Russ, that's part of his offense. He throws literally where most quarterbacks would not want to throw, which is on the sides. And he rarely throw like I don't have the heat map um for Russ like in like right here in front of me, but they I remember seeing a heat map of like where most of his throw or all of his throws have gone in his career. And they showed the they they showed the center was it was all blue. And then like the sides were very red. Yeah. And deep oh corners. Deep corner. He's a deep corner because he's all about the deep ball and stuff like that. He will occasionally throw deep, but like when we mean the middle of the field, we, we mean like that circle, that big circle in the middle of the field, but not like the deep middle because he definitely has thrown to the deep. Oh yeah, before. he's won games throwing down the deep middle. Yeah, but like actually throwing like me like the medium middle, the short middle. No, no. Yeah, that's like I think uh, let's give Geno Smith some credit too. I think uh, he's like a. He's not gonna, you know, blow the blow the blow the the building up with how like ridiculously athletic he is or like the throws that he's making. He's a high percentage thrower. He'll get he won't lose you the game. The only way he'll lose you the game is if, you know, the plays that aren't you know, the plays that are called, you know, aren't situationally correct. Um but those those offensive linemen that he had in front of him, I was like I was shocked. Cause I was like, we got two rookie tackles out there. 
and mm. they they were looking they were looking like vets. I think maybe Gino only got sacked once. Like when when was the last time that ever happened? You know that we oh, the Seahawks quarterback man. didn't get sacked like five times. Yeah, man. Um, and of course you got you got uh, you know rounding that rounding off that team. You know you always have your DKs. You have your Tyler Lockett. They look like they're picking up where they left off too. Because they came up with some big third down catches, and that's what I like seeing is that you know they called the play, they executed the play, they moved the chains, but they weren't trying to hit a home run every time. And um, you mentioned, and you the big thing you definitely mentioned was starting two rookie tackles. Yeah, where it's Abraham Lucas and the other one was uh, Charles Cross, which Abraham like Abraham Lucas or yeah or just Abe Lucas too. Um, he definitely was a dog in preseason. I definitely because as a former offensive lineman, seeing you push someone and you pancake them and you you have so much force that you literally like fly over them instead of pancake and you fly over and roll because that's how much power he has. And Abe Lucas might like I think he was a he's a rookie this year. He's a rookie this year. Right. Because I think we, we just another drafted tackle. Him. OK, yeah, yeah we just, he's, we drafted. he's like six, eight. This is a big boy. Oh, he's a big boy. Because what happened to the other tackle that we that we got undrafted last year? Is he still on the team? Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, I could. It's easy. I got. I got technology right in front of me. Um, I don't. I, I'm old school. I like trying to. I like trying to think, and uh, struggling for hours. Yeah, because so Abraham Lucas, the full. Because how? What did we get him on? We got him. I think yeah, it was like number, a third, third round. round. Yeah, third round pick. I think that was a solid tackle. What a pick statement right that there. that draft strategy was, right? First pick, offensive tackle, left tackle. Sec, I think that our second pick was the third round pick. I think, or you know, it, I don't think we had a second yeah. round pick. But or, yeah, I don't think we traded. We didn't trade down. We uh, actually, I can just definitely bring that up again. But um, it was it was really good. And whoever we got, I forgot who we. I'm gonna probably look at it in a second. Um, but we definitely had a. Uh, let me see. That's the rookie watch. Okay, so we definitely uh, we definitely had like a tackle we signed last year that was really good, but he never started. He was like a backup, if not like uh, I'm looking at the roster too. Either way, Abe Lucas, solid tackle. Um, Charles Cross, solid. I think he he definitely has some stuff. He's not he's raw. He's not uh, he's kind of like from what I've seen from some of my people I watch, like Brent Col- uh, Brent Coleman and all them, like. He has some soft hands, but I think with time and, of course, experience, you're going to get rid of all of those. I think, yeah. Like issues. And I think one of the things that uh, Charles Cross was doing, I think the commentators touched on it while they were trying to, you know, um, you know, while they were while they were doing their highlights and all that was I think they were talking about how uh, like the like uh, Charles Cross was really good at controlling the pocket for, for Geno Smith. You know, even if mm-hmm. he loses the battle, he'll push he'll push his. Um, the defensive lineman across from him, you know, out wide, you know, way behind Geno Smith, give him that extra like second or two to make his reads. And that makes a big difference when you got a quarterback down there that that's, you know, scanning the field. Cause that's what Geno does. You know, he's, you know, he's been in the league a long time. He's, he's a, he's a, he's kind of at that point in his career, you know, he hasn't started as many games as you want to. He's kind of going into mm-hmm. that player coach type of role. Cause that's really what a backup quarterback is. It's just another pair of eyes on the field. Right. Mm-hmm. He uh, sure. he makes those he makes those intelligent high high accuracy throws, you know, and so he needs that little bit of ec- that extra one or two seconds. I think that was a big difference in us winning that game. Yeah, and he but like the thing is like what I loved about Geno Smith, he's having fun. 
yeah. because he has a he has a story too. He's definitely a journeyman, and he's definitely been like the backups for. He hasn't started a game in like actually like I just say like be the official starter in like ten years. Oh yeah, like like not due to injury and stuff. It's been like a solid ten years, man. Because he, he okay, he started off at Jets. He went to Giants, right? And then there was one yeah. more team. I think. Well, the here. Jets. Remember, the Jets was like the biggest thing about that. That's the reason why it made him turn into a backup, and he wasn't really given much of a chance. He had a fight with one of his teammates and broke his jaw on the Jets team. Oh, if yeah. you remember that storyline. Oh yeah. Um, due to like money and. You know, he was supposed to go out to something and he got his jaw broken. So uh, there was that. He got let go by the team. I think it was a lot of like the off field. He was really good in college, by the way, but it was a lot of like off field issues that got him. And then, of course, he never really had a chance like the Jets at the time. That was it wasn't a good time. I don't. It's not as bad as it is now, but it was still like the Jets. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Giants. And I forgot where he went after the Giants. And then he eventually ended up on the Seahawks as a backup for like three seasons. And then now he's starting. Yeah. He's having fun. <laughs> it's Gino's time. There were I saw a lot of stuff like let Gino cook. And I'm like, don't bring the let some let let X cook again. Like, come on, just let Gino have fun. Let him have a chance. He was having fun. Like I love watching him and he's and he would run up and he did like the hot throw and everything like that. It was beautiful. He was he was he was trying to use his legs on a couple of those plays too, and you know when he got up, he made his enthusiasm known. He'd yell right in your face, you know, first down. Mm -hmm. But it was really good. One one uh, to to wrap up the offense at least. One thing we need to talk about, you know, big we lost a big uh, presence, you know, in that backfield, which was Chris Carson. You know, how mm -hmm. are we going to respond? You know, Rashad Penny. You know, Rashad Penny had it. Uh, you know, he didn't you know blow up the the stat sheet or anything like that. But he, right. he made his presence known, you know, average four yards a carry, I believe, had like about 70 yards. You know, they definitely were running a different kind of offense the first half than they were in the second half. But it is also his contract season, too. It, yeah, it's his contract season. And, you know, we got uh, rounding out that that running backs room. We got Kenneth Walker, the third, who I'm stoked for. That guy looks like an absolute stud. Which he they we had a formation in week two that we ran against the 49ers where it was Kenneth Walker at quarterback. And we would do wildcat. It would be, he was basically in wildcat and stuff like that. We first of all, offense looks totally different. I think Shane Waldron can finally like stretch and not be restricted by Russell Wilson. And you know that's that's a big statement right there, right? And you you start as 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 a Seahawks fan, you know what we're wondering, you know now that you know we watched that first game, you know we're we don't we don't have high expectations, right? We just out here having fun like these guys are because you know there's no like if we make it to the playoffs, shit, we made it to the playoffs, we ain't complaining, but we oh, ain't yeah. expecting to like we're not the Bills, right? The Bills aren't you know they look inevitable at this point, you know. The, we're definitely gonna talk about them today too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But the yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. Um, but you know, with uh, with those kind of plays and stuff like that, you know that that's a big statement. You know, right, uh, offensive coordinators don't feel like they're restricted by Russell Wilson, and you know, I think that's like then you start asking the question. Well, you know, we've had is it three or four offensive coordinators? You know, mm -hmm. how many of them lost their jobs because of that? Right? You know, and you know, some would argue like you're an offensive coordinator, you're supposed to be able to make it work, right? But you know, you can't you know square peg circle hole type of thing. I mean, that's probably why, you know, Shane Waldron is still in the building because he only had like, what, two seasons with Russ. And then, you know, Russ left that after that second season. And now Shane Waldron can kind of stretch and 
you know, stretch his, you know, stretch and spread out his wings and actually try stuff with our offense. This is what I've been waiting for because, like, it's I'm, I was tired of seeing the Russell, uh, the Russ offense all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when I think it was definitely last season that proved that like teams were just like he's trying to go for the deep ball, just put like you know an extra safety out there. Now there's no deep ball, and he doesn't like going middle like, uh, like intermediate in intermediate middle at all so don't worry about that yeah. it was oh my gosh man like it was it was it was kind of frustrating i love russ but like it, it was holding us back like we we had a window it closed we were trying to like keep the window open for like we kept basically reloading every year but each reload we got worse as a team because you can only do so much in that uh in that period of time um and then finally so yeah with the offense yeah so the running back room, you got Rashad Penny starting it out, Kenneth Walker in the wings, and then you have your pass catchers in Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. Um, love Homer and Dallas. Both of them showed out in the preseason. I mean, I think there were some mistakes made, but not like anything to where like, you know, like this running back room, I love it. That like, unfortunately, in the week two, you know, DJ threw a pick when he was trying to throw the ball and stuff. And I'm just like, hey. I will take new offensive stuff that no one has ever seen before, and especially in the NFC West. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we were just ready to face the 49ers, as you can see, with that loss of what, 27 to 7? Yeah. So, uh, but anywho, like real quick, just rounding out the, like, you know, we'll get back to the, the Denver Broncos game. I think in the short, like, Russell Wilson wasn't really Russell Wilson. He was throwing a lot to the. Oh, we got uh, one more thing to talk about in that game. Okay, cool. Because we we can finish that one up, and I want to yeah. finish up the roster real quick because we're we're almost done with the roster on offense. Yeah, go ahead, but wrap right, up the roster, the and then I'll bring this up. Okay, cool, cool. So on the roster, DK Metcalf, solid. I mean, <laughs> dog, <laughs> dog. That's it. Tyler Lockett, <laughs> Marquise, uh, Tyler Lockett is still solid. Uh, it's I think we got to see enough out of these two weeks to know like what his role is now. It's none of those like deep like the thing that Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson together was. Russ is like, hey, Lockett, you just do your thing. And Lockett knows that, oh, because I have Russ, let me just get crazy out in the field and stuff and I can make myself open. So let's see how Gino and Tyler Lockett get together. And they've been do- they've been doing well so far. It's pretty solid. Um, I think in terms of fantasy, so I do play fantasy football, uh, <laughs> in terms of the fantasy aspect of it all, unfortunately, you're going to see a decrease in like in everything. Like for DK getting all of those big catches, the touchdown. I do want DK to have like a season where he goes like 1,400 yards, 10 touchdowns or something like that. But, you know, we'll see what happens from Geno Smith. I mean, well, DK's um, got that expectation on him right now too because, you know, he signed, you know, top five wide receiver money, right? And he's definitely said he's trying to be he's basically being the face of like the team and being that off and being that leader on the team and stuff like that. So he, be, you know, definitely he's definitely like talked with Russ and all that stuff. I think he has like the Seahawks are support him fully. I don't think there's no question about DK at this point because mm-hmm. DK is DK. He's good. It's just we need a quarterback to throw to him all the time. Yeah. Um, and then with the he's get the, fed. Yeah. And then you got what Marquise Goodwin um, behind DK, who that was, I think he's pretty solid. He came out, he had a good, some really good catches and stuff like that. I think he got a touchdown, didn't he? Uh, the first week, first week in the Broncos, I thought he had a touchdown. Cause I remember Geno Smith was throwing it to like, there was a stat like where Geno Smith threw it to like eight or nine total receivers, like different receivers. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's awesome. But uh, I know Cole in the wide one. Yeah, he definitely did. Um, Marquis Goodwin, you got, uh, I think it's Derek 
or Derek Young. That's just like someone deep on the wide receiver chart. And then, of course, the other side, you got Tyler Lockett. D. Eskridge, who I really want to see more on as like the, that third wide receiver option. Like we, we've been looking for that third wide receiver for a long time. Like with Josh Gordon, who he's now on, I think it's the Browns or some, I forgot where he's at right now. He's, he was on the, no, he's on the Titans. He's on the Titans right now, I think. Um, and, you know, D. Eskridge and Marquise Goon, I think are fighting for that third wide receiver spot. And then Penny Hart is just Penny Hart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, th- I think everybody, I think the, the good thing about the, like every player that we've talked about is that no one thinks that they're above their rank, right? Everybody knows that like, like, uh, you know, I got to show out if I want to play, you know, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's going to show through too. like if someone starts, you know, balling out, you know, Marquise Goodwin, look out, your spot might be up for grabs kind of thing. But mm-hmm. D. Eskridge, you know, he's approaching that, you know, hey, if you're going to you're going to show out, you got to show out, man. We, we you know, we drafted you pretty high. Was it a first or a second round pick for him? I think it was a second. We haven't had yeah. a first for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. So that second. Yeah, that was definitely a high pick. Right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, continue on your wide receiver. Uh, no, that's, I think that's, that's what I was going to wrap up with is that, you know, like those, those guys, like you got two vets there, basically, you know, DK can be Mm kind of like a head out, can do some head ass things sometimes, you know, we've seen that time and time again, but Tyler Lockett and Goodwin are the good vets right there for that. Yeah. Tyler Lockett is definitely the leader in that wide receivers rooms, or he should be, you know, that's like the, uh, he's the, um, he's the professional. Right. Um, and then finally, you got your quarterbacks in Geno Smith and Drew Locke. At the very least, you know, if something happens to Geno Smith, we get to see Drew Locke. I personally, at first, I was, I'll was i say I was one of those people that was like, just start Drew Locke over Geno Smith. It's Drew Locke. That's, I mean, you traded, you got him in a trade, right? But yeah. then uh, the quarterback battle, that wasn't really a quarterback battle, you know, at the end of the day. So it was Geno Smith. Because I feel like when we, we, and after that first game, when you really think about it, Geno Smith deserved that start. He deserved that win. Um, and I wanted to just have, let's have Geno Smith go out. And then I guess if the season is at a loss, put Drew Locke in because we have to see what Drew Locke does. Else we are going to go look for a quarterback in the draft. And of course, I saved the best person for last. Nick Bellore, man. God, what, yeah, do you follow Nick Bellore on Twitter? I don't. What a guy. Um, I know he's really funny, but he definitely started the show like uh, they started that one little podcast or like talk show they do during the season with I forgot what it's called, but it's on the the Seahawks YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Definitely going to tune into some of those. Yeah, Nick Ballore uh, yeah, is easily ahead. one of the funniest players I've ever, ever, ever seen. Like he just like on Twitter, he just posted like a meme of like special teams some, hero, too. He's a special teams hero, too. That's like a, he, he, he shows out. That's like an example of like your set, your special teams like specialist. But like there was like this meme he posted and it was just like some like he was like it was like a picture of a person running out of a Taco Bell. And he's like me running out of the Taco Bell bathroom or something like that. <laughs> that man is funny. I'm trying to I'm just trying to be on his energy, his level. Like he literally looks like he's just like you got to just relax and just laugh at everything in life. Just man. go with it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh I remember that tackle, by the way. Stone Forsyth. Oh, did he actually He's play? The, he I because we had guys Stone, like I thought we had like Jamarco Jones. He played towards the end of the season. He actually he was on like during that Houston Texans game he started. Oh, did he? Um I think yeah, I think they that he was on the field at tackle. I think it was right tackle, not left, but now he's he's uh backing up Charles Cross at mm-hmm. left tackle. Uh, Phil Haynes, Kyle Full. Phil Haynes is a guard. He's back up on both sides. Kyle Fuller is the backup center. You have Austin Blythe, former Ram center, I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, um, uh, did we trade for him or did was he like we, a, picked, we signed him free agent i okay. believe and then gabe jackson was definitely a trade a uh, solid like band-aid until we find you know someone else but of course gabe jackson Lewis, shouldn't be a band-aid though he came from the raiders line and we paid him a lot we did it's just that gabe jackson is a vet older in his years i'm not gonna say he's like the a bridge player yet he's a solid guard don't get me wrong mm-hmm. um, i wouldn't say he's the best he's not the worst <gasps> I mean, he was part of that patchwork on the left side, but Damian Lewis, solid left guard. Yeah, dude, J- Damian Lewis. Like, I, I'm, like, I'm glad his injury wasn't more serious, but I can't yeah. wait to see him get back because you know his rookie year he showed out. Then they moved him to I think the left to accommodate Gabe, Gabe Jackson. Yes, and you know yep. he didn't show out as much, but you know third it maybe just took him a little while to transition into that role. It's so. hard, man. Yeah, O line. I will tell you now, in general, that position, people. I think that it was even talked on on Pat's show, his, his own show over there. They definitely like people don't like, don't respect offensive linemen as I do. You are literally on the field and you have to be athletic enough to beat people like Aaron, the Aaron Donalds and all of that on the line, but yet you won't get the praise for it more than likely. If you, it's more of like, it's like how we treat it, right? We don't know they're there until something goes wrong. Yep. So that's I love my offensive line. I love you know I played center back in college myself, but uh, center and I play no just center in college, but definitely high school. I definitely played like the ugh, look at me talking about high school football. But I definitely played my <laughs> talk about your SATs too, <laughs> right? Uh, ACT, sir. Thank you. Oh God! But um, You're one of those uh, I played my tackles. I definitely played my left tackles and and the pulling guard position back in high school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I respect. Um, O-line to like, I love investing in the O-line. I'm glad we invest in Damian Lewis. We have, now we have Charles Cross over there. The only two vets on that line, well, not that are starting, mind you, is Austin Blythe and Gabe Jackson. The rest is literally a rookie, Abraham Lucas on right tackle. Uh, Damian Lewis, who's like, you know, he's he has experience now, but still young. Um, and then finally you have Charles Cross on left tackle. Yeah. So that's like it's our line is really like getting younger. And I one, I think that I think Charles Cross, Damian Lewis on that left. We just got to figure out what to do at the center and guard position post Austin Blythe and Gabe Jackson. Right. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. We are terrible at drafting offensive linemen. This is like the this past seat. This past uh, draft was like the first time we drafted someone uh, drafted a tackle or drafted O line in so long instead of just patchwork free agencies and trades, which I was so tired of personally. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many win now moves you can make before you're not winning now anymore. Right. Yep. Like, you know, we made some trades like, you know, Dwayne Brown, you know, he was a very good left tackle to us. You know, we traded for him from Houston, you know, mm-hmm. back when Bill O'Brien was just, you know, selling things for nothing. But, um, you know, that was, a, that was a big move for us. But, you know, like, like you said, it's good to see these guys getting younger and younger. You would like to have a, a vet or two on the line as that, mm-hmm. you know, role model presence. And I think, you know, maybe Gabe Jackson is kind of that now we can't really speak to his personality. I don't know if he is, you know, I know Dwayne Brown was definitely a vocal leader. And so, you know, I think that's the only thing missing from that, that unit that, and, you know, some future pieces at like center and guard, like you were saying. Of course, of course. And then I'm just going to round this out really quickly with the draft. So we had Charles cross, you know, coming out the season, uh, or coming from the draft number uh, or number nine overall pick. And then we had Boy Mafe from and as our second round pick, by the yeah. way. 
So that's why we have him at linebacker, uh, outside linebacker. Kenneth Walker is our other. So we had two second round picks. Oh, okay. So it was Boy Mafe and Kenneth Walker the third. Those were our, our forty and forty one. Uh, we then took Abraham Lucas in third, Kobe Bryant in the fourth, Tariq Woolen in the fifth, and then Tyreek Smith and also in the fifth. Um, and Tyreek Woolen, hey, hook him horn. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, it's not hook him horns because it's just it's UTSA. But it's really nice that we pick someone up from like out here in Texas. Um, and he's from Texas too, man. That's that's pretty cool. It's the fact that most of these uh, most of these uh, these draft picks have they're already playing i don't know about tyreek smith yet but like everyone else has definitely played already yeah that's what i was gonna rotated in that's what i was gonna say as well is that you've seen guys like boy mafe coming in and stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. especially with a a deep rotation like the way we had our line for a little bit you know seeing him get some time as well is pretty good there's one thing like we've rounded off the the depth chart but there's one last thing i wanted to bring up about this broncos game before before we switch gears Mm-hmm. It's what were the Broncos thinking, keeping the same exact hand signs that Russ has been using <laughs> for ten years? Literally, Tyler Lockett was on the sideline, like it's a go route, it's a go route. Hey, it's, he was calling them plays out from the sideline. And you, what does that say about the coaching staff at Broncos and what they have ahead for them? Right? It's. I don't think. I think you have to. Think about it like this: You're a first-year head coach, and obviously, you're not the head offensive coordinator. I know. I think the offensive and defensive coordinators have more experience, um, like more. Ye- well, can't say more years in NFL, but either way, my point being, it's hard to break out of habits if you recently just like he just went from the Seahawks to the Broncos. Granted, he had time to at least get in and um, work with his receivers and stuff, even though he rarely threw to his receivers that first game. Um, or the second game, mind you, they almost lost against the Houston Texans. Um, it's weird just that like, yeah, he has the same hand size, the go routes. Right. But I I think slowly they're going to either change up. They're going to either just change up the, uh, I mean, they had those call signs for him or uh, yeah, but like, I mean, so so it depends on the offense they gave Russ. That's the question. Whose offense is it? Is it Russ? Or is it Nathaniel Hackett's? Because we don't know if Russ is trying to do his own thing. You're paying the man 260 something million. And let's talk about it with the game. Why did they call a timeout or not talk? Why did they let the clock run fourth and five when you have $265 million worth of a quarterback that you literally paid for for moments like that? Yeah. And even Nathaniel Hackett said, like, not after the game, I think he said like the next day or something like that, because they even had an interview with like Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was just like, you know, Hey, whatever I'm, I'm behind his, I'm, you know, I'm behind him. I have his back. He has mine, da, 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 which as a quarterback, you have to have some professionalism. And I don't know, some people are just like, Oh, he's so fake. Cause he's saying he has my back. But I'm just like, what else you, was, did you want Russ to say yeah. in that moment? But well, no, yeah, that, they, you just answered your own question right there. Kind of right. Like where if it was Russ, Russ would have been ready to just sling it. Right. You know, he, 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 there's one thing Russ has always been confident in and it's in, in himself. Right. And, you know, I think that decision, you know, to run the clock all the way down, I think they made that decision. Like I think that's just a boneheaded decision. They made the decision like to, you know, kick a field goal and then they just stuck with it. And even though they had 35 yeah. seconds of play clock to, you know, decide on the game time situation or even like, you know, they had multiple timeouts. They could have just, well, I, Oh no, it was a fourth down. So I think they, they, they were trying, if, if they wanted to kick a game-winning field goal and leave as little time as possible, you know, that was the move. But 
like you said, $260 million a quarterback is sitting right there. Like, I know you don't, I mean, you, you, you expect him to be able to pick up those five yards. I would have said, Russ, I'm a, I'm gonna put it in your hands. What you want to do? Like, I don't know. That's just me. If I was the head coach, I would, if I'm going to risk it, why risk your kicker who hasn't, you know, actually got a field goal over 62 yards. Hey, you, got you, can't, you can't talk down to Matt Prater. He actually, in that kick, he had enough leg. He just, he went left wide. McManus, it's McManus as a kicker. Matt Prater. I oh, think yeah, is McManus, on the sorry. Cardinals. Prater, is he on Detroit still? Where, did, where is Prater now? No, he's on the, Prater's on the Cardinals, I thought. Is he? Unless. We don't give kickers I, enough justice to. They're, they only, they only, you only know a kicker when they screw up. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, he's on the he's on the Cardinals. He's on the Cardinals right now. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant Brandon McManus. He had enough leg, but he uh, he just went left wide, left wide, right. But like, I don't know. You want to you want to risk the game on a field goal kick that can win it, of course. Or do you just want to use Russell Wilson to give you the? If they had that first down, they would have been. It would have been a, it would have just been a field goal kick. We would have lost. I was so scared because I know what Russell Wilson is capable of when on a winning drives. Oh yeah, we've, we've been we've been seeing that the past ten years. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. It was it, like everybody's just kind of scratching their heads. You know, you could tell you could tell from us. We're just like we we're we're like trying to empathize with the Broncos coaching staff so hard that when you, when you have to empathize this much, obviously they know they fucked up. Like that's I think the. Yeah, that's, it, that's just hey, you you wanted to, that's what you wanted to do. Hey, at least you he back Nathaniel said like, hey, you know, this is what we wanted to do. We wanted to kick. Um, I have confidence in him. At least have he has confidence in his kicker for stuff like that. He had the leg. It was just the aim. Yeah, went, like it was really close. I said if he actually hit that, I would have been tight. But then we won. So that's why I'm also like if you like it was a great Seahawks win to like round it up, mm-hmm. but. It was also like, but it wasn't up to us to win. We had to like lean on our defense, which isn't our defense ain't all that great. We need to have a good offense. Yeah, I think the philosophy on our defense needs to change a little bit for, you know, we'll get into that a little bit on the week two stuff. But should we round out week one and uh, talk about some of the highlights? So let me go through these. So we got. Oh, uh, yeah, we got Falcons blowing a late lead to the Saints. You know, Falcons going to be Falcons. They choked, choked. you know, I mean. You know, we're from the Northwest. You know, everybody's hoping Marcus Mariota has a good, you know, comeback. You know, week one, he, uh, he, they, they blow a late lead. They had their chance. Week two, they had their comeback opportunity. They came up short. You know, it, it's going to happen. You know, there's a lot of faith in Marcus Mariota. I right? think Drake London is on that team. Yeah, Drake they just London is on. Right? I think, yeah, where, where's he out of? I think he's out of USC, right? Wide receiver. He is from is it, USC. USC. Nope, yeah. you had it. USC. Um, he actually did like in terms of fan, I have him on one of my fantasy teams. He did really well. Uh, second weekend, like first week he was still solid. He got a lot, like now he's starting to get a lot of volume. Mm-hmm. The report between him and Mariota is starting to kick in. So really just for the Falcons, it's, it's really like a post Matt Ryan era. That's yeah. you have to also remember it's post Matt Ryan era. Hey, to be fair, like, you know, would you, who would you rather be right now? A Colts fan or a, or a Falcons fan? Cause Colts fans have their own little, little dilemma going on. I would like to be the Falcons fan. Because oh yeah. There's, there's hope. Yeah, there's more hope. Well, yeah, there's more hope there than on the Colts. Colts are trying to reload constantly, and it's going to get worse every year as you keep reloading. Just like basically they're in the same thing that caught up the Seahawks. Like they keep trying to reload. They have a quarterback issue. Oh, excuse me. They have a quarterback issue. 
but they keep they keep putting a band-aid on it they were just like you know what we're gonna do the thing we're gonna go get matt ryan let's go get matt ryan okay you got matt ryan but um how many times it's just post matt ryan yeah over there well, too. don't forget matt ryan is post carson wentz someone in that organization thought that would have been a good chance and they they way overpaid for carson wentz like way oh overpaid. i first of all the fact that carson wentz is on the commanders i don't i don't they were desperate yeah, they were so desperate that they went for Carson Wentz. Granted, he's firing the ball, and in terms of fantasy, Carson Wentz is good. And I think they got a one win, and they're one and one right now. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're they uh, they lost this week, right? I think they won game one. They what was it? Let me uh, see. Week one, actually, got you got to start from the beginning, my friend. Yeah. Week one, the Commanders. I think they lost. No, they won. They won against the Jaguars. Week one. 28 to 22. Oh yeah, sorry. I'm looking at week 2. They lost to the they lost to the Lions, which, you know, that's I love the Lions. Dan Campbell and that team, like Hard Knocks was one thing, but then when you actually like break down the roster, like literally the running backs coach is a former running back. You got like every almost every coach is like a former um NFL player. Mm-hmm. And on the Hard Knocks, uh I saw uh Norton uh Ken, not Ken Norton. It's not Norton. It's uh the he's the executive uh executive personnel it's the former gm for the browns if you remember like when baker mayfield got drafted to the browns he's on the detroit lions that was one thing um i found so that was that was funny but um uh i forget uh, actually, I, I I can't like Lions executive. That's what I'm like looking up right now too. I was like curious. The first thing that comes up is a picture of Ed Norton Jr. or Ken Norton Jr. That's funny. Roger Norton. It's uh, where is it at? It's no, you're gonna say the name, and I'm gonna like be like, that's that's what it is. I gotta, I have to find it. Like, uh, I gotta, I gotta take a pause here, everyone. I got, I gotta find this one because. It was like well, that, I can round off. I can round off the rest of John the Dorsey, John senior Dorsey. personnel, senior personnel executive. There it goes. It's John Dorsey, and um, yeah, I just saw him at like I, I was watching him with my fiance. She was actually really interested. Just like oh, so they're rookies. So what does this mean? So it's it's really nice when I'm like when she's just wants to actually know more about a little bit about football. So that was really nice. We had a good time watching um, that show. But I just I just saw John Dorsey. And I was like, wait. He's on the Lions now because you don't really follow the executives. No. You follow more coaches and coordinators. But yeah, he's over there now. So, um, yeah. So, anywho, yeah. Let's uh, let's what else? Let's go through there. Week the, one. We got some. We got the Cowboys losing big. They lost big, and they only they also lost Dak. And you know that's they the, lost a can injury. It's it's terrible. You you hate to see it. I mean, Cowboys are one of. The, I mean, we. I personally also dislike the Cowboys very much, just on a principle. I mean, yeah, I think I just take best. it. I just take it for granted. And now that like, no, I, I don't like the Cowboys just mainly know. after years of, you know, like the Seahawks and uh, Cowboys, you know, when they were both kind of hitting their peak, you know, with uh, da- Dallas with Tony Romo, Russ mm-hmm. or Seahawks with a young Russ, they were some, they were some chippy games, you know, back in those days. And so, you know, that stems from that. You hate seeing, you hate seeing Dak go down like that, you know, from everything you've seen, he's a good guy. You know, you, you just want you don't want to beat a team when they're playing with their hand tied behind their back, right? You know that's what Correct. you get when you get these players injured. Um, but um, you know, wishing him yeah. a speedy recovery because you know that team. You know, I, I don't personally. 
I don't see Jerry's that world over there. It's Jerry's world over there, man. So Jerry yeah. makes all the shots, not the head coach. That's, that's also the reason why I'm tight with the Dallas Cowboys is because, okay, hold up. If there's any Dallas Cowboys fans out there, I'm just saying this straight to you. Your team is literally never going to see a Super Bowl until, um, uh, until Jerry like gives up his owner position or, and, or, or control, or, you know? Yeah, control from the owner position and gives it to his son. I know it's a it's a whole family thing with with uh, Jerry, and you actually have a GM and a head coach working together. So like Cowboys, like y'all are y'all are not gonna. You can blame you can blame Jerry Jones for you know giving Jason Garrett way too much leniency during those you know how how long was he coach nine or ten years? The mean the clap that they call him the clapping coach and also the nine and seven coach as well or seven and nine. I mean, granted, they beat us in the playoffs one year, right? But you you don't really have high hopes. I mean, the high hopes for that Cowboys team stemmed from you know years of very solid offensive line play, like absolute athletes on offensive line. True. Um, you know, that's diminishing, you know, they're getting older, they're getting injured, you know, you don't have all the players that you used to have, you know, what are you left with? Zeke hasn't been the same guy since all those guys have. CD lamb still needs to, to me, he needs to prove it to me. He's that number one wide receiver. Cause they got rid of like almost all their receiver. They, um, cause who they, they traded one of them to Gallup still there. Browns. No Gallup's still there, but he's injured. Right Amari now. Cooper, Amari Cooper. They traded off for cheap, the fifth round yeah. by the way. Very cheap, and it, you know they traded like a first or a second round for him too. By the way, so I think they traded really it first. Weird. It was they traded a lot. You know, it was like a win now type of move for them. I mean, and it worked. The only thing with the uh, Amari Cooper was apparently like what Skip even says he disappears on road games, but he's there for home games and stuff like that, and all that type of stuff. So you know, we we, we don't usually rounds. we don't commend Skip often, but when it comes to the Cowboys, and he he'll he'll, he'll know his Jeez. stuff, but oh, he'll get he'll get some he'll 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 get a little head ass with like. You know? How about them cowboys? Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, let's uh let's finish up like the week one. I know, man, we've been at it, but this is still a good episode. Yeah, so I mean, like I us. said, we missed reps, so we got to make up. We're making up extra laps. Coach is making us run laps. So I'll I'll just word off, and you can I'll I'll let you have like the sound bites. I feel like I've been talking up enough storm. So all right, let's uh, go through week one. Bills Rams Bills 31-10. Rams have to go silent count in their own stadium. That says enough about that game. Bills are uh-huh. the truth. We will see them make a deep run. The AFC is absolutely stacked and you know this is a very big power shift in the NFL. For a number of years in the AFC, Tom Brady could walk to the AFC Championship game with no problem whatsoever. You know, yeah. meanwhile in the NFC West by itself back in the years, you know, you had the Rams, Cardinals, um uh, Seahawks and NFC, Niners. We call it the NFC best, if you if you remember that. The NFC best and then NFC least. We also had guys, like, <laughs> think about all the other teams. We had a Deshaun Watson that was still playing. Or Sorry, not Deshaun Watson. What am I thinking of? Um, no, we had Aaron Rodgers still balling out on the on the Packers. You know, we had, that's like five teams right there. We had Drew Brees. Sorry, Drew Brees is who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Brees was still out there balling, you know, being, you know, a Hall of Famer that he was. You know, you had Cam Newton when Cam Newton was still like the truth. You know, Matt mm-hmm. Ryan, when, you know, Matt Ryan eventually went to a Super Bowl one year, 28 to three. Don't forget. Um, <laughs> Even did you know his game ball that his 500th touchdown or something like I that? I saw that. You know the number on the ball? It's 283. It's 283. Was it, no, was it 283 or was it 328? It was, either it was way, one it of those. Can't escape it. it. Was, 
he can't escape that number. And he was gifted a ball with the same numbers as that Super Bowl. He'll never leave. He, he can't. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's with him for the rest of his life. Just like the just like the 2014 Super Bowl is with us, but or 2015. So, Which okay, ever. next game. Uh, Eagles Lions, 38-35. That ended up being a out. game. That was a game. You know, I, the the Lions they might be someone worth watching this season too, because you I'm know watching, the Eagles. I'm the Eagles pe- Eagles have definitely been like the one of the favorites of the NFC, you know, of what's left of the NFC because you know, it seems like Rams need to figure out what they need to do. Um mm-hmm. but Eagles, you know, they have a pretty solid roster filled out, you know, they just it, they'll go as far as Jalen Hurts will take them. I think AJ Brown in that game had like over 130 yards or something like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Games, I believe. But the thing I is, the thing with that game, fantasy too. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with that game though is that the thing that makes you concerned is that the Eagles were up big, and you know the yeah. Lions just clawed their way back in. And you know almost, if you're a fantasy, almost there. if you're a fantasy holder of like uh, what's his name, Amon Ra Saint Brown. Brown. Yeah, uh, was it Amon Ra? Amonra, which is a sun god, so that's why they call him the the sun god. Like his nickname. Right? Oh, okay, yeah, Saint Brown. You know, he, he can ball out. You got, I mean, obviously DeAndre or DeAndre Swift. Swift. Yeah, yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, he. I think he had like a like a crazy out game too. It's Jamal just Williams is on that team too. Oh yeah, that's right. Backup, backup running. Well, second running. Back, Jamal so Williams like is another one of those dudes that's just like funny. Isn't he? he loves his anime. Yeah, he's so like I, much. I don't watch TV. I watch anime anime <laughs> <laughs> i love jamal willis oh like if i could meet him in person i feel man, like you guys would vibe really well we need to make that happen you know you can you you can uh you can get your your madden copy i want to get you a cameo with <laughs> with jamal williams oh get him on an interview for this like if we you know I, i'm already like thinking i'm like how do we can do interviews on the podcast and stuff like that but i mean we got to get jamal williams on here that would be really cool i don't care where he's at in his career whether he's if he's on another team, if he's retired, I, I would love to get Jamal Williams. Yeah, because I'll, you what, love. What's your favorite anime? What you watching right now? <laughs> what you watching right now? Let me tell t- tell me about some manga you're reading. Because <laughs> I I am a anime. I love anime. I only watch anime, or I'm on YouTube, YouTube TV. Like right now, I'm using my YouTube TV subscription more for sports. Yeah, it's that time of the year, though. I mean, the, the, thank God we're out of that that desert period of the year where there's no sports on, besides yeah, baseball. But you know, I'm not much of a baseball guy. Me neither. I've I've been to a few baseball. But games. hey, don't forget or don't don't you miss it. Mariners are going to the playoffs. We're ending our we're ending our drought. I'm there. Hey man, I'll I'll keep up. I don't know how to like. I mean, I'll I'll watch like the playoff games, but like baseball is a little boring to me. Now playing it in MLB, that's excuse me again. That's that's fun though. I I you know baseball games are one of those things you got to go to. I think that's that's more of it. It's the atmosphere. It's getting absolutely trashed, and then just cheering when everyone else cheers because you don't know what's going on. That's, that's baseball tickets, for me. I know those tickets are going to be up if it's if it's at the when it's at the Mariners and stuff like that. So I wouldn't mind going to a game like that. Oh, for sure. From what I've been told, it's okay. You don't have to watch the game intently. Just get a lot of beer. Yeah, and you know you always just it's just it's it's a very good. I mean, there's the purists out there, right? And you know, baseball has a you know a story tradition of purists. You know, the people that are real big sticklers for the rules, the unspoken rules, and all that. But, you know, it's like in terms of like it's still like a very good, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, social environment. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like where you have to be dialed in 24, like, you know, throughout all throughout the whole game. You know, you can chime in and out. I'm trying to go to like a Seahawks game. I don't mind going to a Mariners game either. So, like, that's like on the bucket list, I guess. I'm also on the 
uh, and we'll we'll get back to the week one stuff real quick. But I'm also on like the waiting list to get a season tickets for a season ticket holder for the Seahawks. I'm like in the thirty thousands though. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in fifteen years, buddy. Right, ain't nobody right. giving those up. Um, but the reason why I did it now is because hey, Russ is gone, so you know it might be easier to get to that season ticket holder, you know, than the past like ten years alone. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, ain't no shame in that. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, next game, uh, 49ers and Bears from week one. So Bears won at nineteen ten. Yeah, that was a that was a uh, that was a that was a dirty, not a dirty. What's the what's the right way of saying this? That was that was a that was a slog fest. You know, it was, it was like, also in the rain. It was pouring rain. Oh yeah, they they was like flood like conditions in Chicago. So you know, it they was had to scrape the water off of the field. I saw that every time they which was like it them. was like cool to see that right. Like I never yeah. seen that. Like they just they were basically shoveling water off the field. That's how much water there was. But you know that that was one of those games. You know it was a it was a real. It's like old school football. It's all muddy. You know terrible field conditions. You got to run the football. Cause they're playing at soldier field and I think soldier field is still an all natural gra- like grass field. Natural, I think it's natural grass. Still. Yeah. So, you know, it was, you weren't, you, you can only run the ball in that situation. And so, you know, that played to both teams a little bit, you know, with Justin Fields, like liking to uh, use his feet as well. Um, and Trey Lance, you know, you know, you know, RIP to his season. Cause he's out for the season with that ankle injury, but he, you know, this was supposed to be his season by the way, mm-hmm. like his, cause literally he's in his third year. So we're already talking about contracts. You realize that one, right? Like it's not his contract year, but it's his third year. We're getting as a quarterback, especially. And I think he was wasn't he a first round pick? So I think he has that fifth year option. But like once you start, you know, once you start using that option without having a you know an extension lined up as a quarterback, people are going to be like, "Well, this is a make it or break it type situation." He's not a Patrick Mahomes, so I mean, they're not confident enough to like put the fifth year now or anything like that. Yeah. Let's um, let's round out week one. Uh, yeah, so Bengals 23-20 with the Bengals losing in overtime. That was oh man, that no one wanted to win that game. I think if there's a if there's one takeaway, no one wanted to win that game. But you uh, know, the, the the Steelers ended up winning. There was just in that yeah, overtime there was missed picks. already and then people already want Mitchell Trubisky to be benched for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, that's um, just NFL the, fans. Back in, right, NFL fans. So Dolphins, Patriots, 27 Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins, you know, we'll talk about when we get to week two, but hey, maybe they figured it out. You know, maybe that's all they were missing was Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you know, we'll hey, see. They, they beat, but they beat Belichick. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, mean, it's that's, not that's, Tom Brady over there, but that's still something. That's the boogeyman in that division. You know, that's not, they still had Mac Jones. They still have like players. They still have Bill Belichick. It's still Bill Belichick's team. You know, they, coaches, the coaches from um, the 49ers too, Mike McDaniel. Yeah. He was the uh, he was like an offensive analyst or something like that for he was, he was a coordinator I believe offensive coordinator if not he was offensive somewhat he's on the offensive side assistant yeah. or coordinator and yeah that, that might be that might be what we were seeing because uh, well we I think it was been it's been made public that Brian Flores was not a big fan of Tua or something like that he kind of just inherited him but mm-hmm. it seems like you know maybe this is like one of those situations like we were talking about Seahawks offensive coordinators with Russ you know you got to find the right one to fit your quarterback maybe this is them going and you know finding a good match for Tua but you know without you know investing heavily in Tua yet they'll they'll see what happens at the end of the year before they make that decision yep um next up Browns Panthers uh you got that with 26 to 24 yeah man I think that was that was 
that was Baker's chance at a revenge game. You know, he was he was kind of just like a ride along in all of the off seasons for the Browns. Just like you know, he was there, but it's like, you know, it's like flirting with a girl while your girlfriend is sitting right next to you, type of thing, right? You know, they were they were they were talking to Deshaun Watson. They were talking up Deshaun Watson, trying to figure out what they can do. And meanwhile, Baker's like, "Hey guys, I'm still here. You guys, <laughs> what are you guys doing?" And then they eventually yeah. traded him away. You know, I I mean, Baker is. I haven't been a fan of Baker. You know, I. I I, well, I mean, I, I think he, I think he can do better. I think he, I think he was just not playing as well in that system with under Kevin Stefanski. Um, yeah, I'm neither for nor against Baker myself. I just want him to at I mean, least have a chance to see where he goes. Yeah. You know? I, I, I think that's, I think that's the right way of saying it. I'm Baker neutral. Like right. I, I like the way that I like that Kevin Stefanski run offense because you know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt they they're RB one A and RB one B. Yeah, man. Like they were running the ball that game, and you really can't stop it. And then they have like some pass options and stuff. You know, they have Amari Cooper out there. So yeah, uh, one thing about this game was Baker Mayfield was selling shirts prior to this game, like mm-hmm. off the leash and all that other type of stuff. So that's what made this loss even sting more because he was really invested in it. He was making been- money off of that drama and stuff. Yeah, and I feel like you know, just as like a character like a just like as a personality i feel like that's what he he had baker has that dog in him you know you've seen that you've seen games like when he was on oklahoma versus texas you know he's like or i think it was against texas where he's like grabbing his crotch and stuff like that like you know he's good when he plays with a chip on his shoulder but then when he's like hey you don't have the chip anymore you need to beat the guy now that's when the issues kind of came in in terms of you know, with the Browns and stuff like that. And it's not so. like they didn't have any shortage of receivers or anything like that, too. They, they, had, Jar- they had Jarvis Landry. They had OBJ. They had yeah. David Njoku. I mean, Kareem Hunt could catch out of the backfield. They had offensive line. They had, a, like, a top 10 line, Oh yeah. Too, on top of a running game. So I don't know what else, like, what else you need. To do. <laughs> right. That's literally all you need because you don't have to be a hero every game or anything like that So because no one's trying to throw 50 – 50 balls in one game or anything like that, which I think that happened in one particular game. I think it was the Jets. It was Jets week one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so the next game though is that's like, now we're talking about Matt Ryan with the Colts and the Texans and that was a tie in overtime. Let's talk about another game where no one wanted to win. That was brutal. Yeah. yeah as, that a fan, like- as a fan, you just hate seeing it because you're like, man, I invested a lot of time into nothing, right? Because that's four, four hours of my day. I ain't getting back. But you know, it, it, I think it, you know, I think I think the Colts are still trying to figure themselves out, like because they have pieces. You know, like they still have leaders on both sides of the both sides of the ball. You have Jonathan Taylor. You have Jonathan Taylor, you, and you know, the, uh, like the Colts. We're talking about good offensive lines. The Colts had a good offensive line last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? They just paid one of their offensive line big money too. Their guard was Quentin that Quentin Nelson. Nelson? Yeah, he got a he got. Do you think he's the highest paid guard now? In the yeah, league? I mean that's another trend, and is that everybody that gets is up for a new contract is now has to be like the highest paid. But that's, is it? I mean, if you got a new like if you got a new job right now, you want to be paid even more than you're paying now, right? So oh, like, that's for sure. But then you know they even on defense, you know they have like guys like DeForest Buckner and uh, I'm blanking on his name. Is it Darius Leonard? Uh, What's his name? Is it Le- it's something Leonard? Right. Leonard. Oh wow. Uh I got it. Oh, why am I blanking? Technology. Um Leonard. We need like a third. We need an intern. Miss Reps Miss Reps podcast is hiring an unpaid intern. You can work fully remote. You just gotta answer (laughs) our questions every now and then. You have to forecast what questions we're gonna have and tell us the stats on the Discord. So yeah, they have um they have yeah, DeForest Buckner. It's uh Darius Leonard. Yeah, that's what there's one more player. I'm trying to remember his name. 
Is it on the defense or is it on the defense? Yeah. Um, that's easy. Colts defense. Defense roster. Bam. Um, Mo. Oh, well, that's Malali Cox. Where's the yuck? I kind of Michael Pittman. Her. You know, that's uh, that's another um, player on the Michael offense. Pittman. Yeah, pair. Yeah, you got Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman on the offense. Um, defensively, I think that was it. Unless it was a linebacker, they do have Stephen Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. Excuse me. Um, they have him at corner. So, if anything, they got they have like the pieces to make a playoff run. It's just it all needs to go through the quarterback right now. That's what they always get stuck at the quarterback. Yeah, and you know you you, you just hope they figure it out. It's like one of those things. It's like watching a slow like train crack. Like it's like watching a ship sink. Right. Like you know mm-hmm. uh, you kind of you can't stop looking. But you also hate that you're looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They have oh, so defense. I think you might have been thinking of Yannick Ngakwe or Efedi and Denigbo. Uh, these are defensive ends, and they have uh, Dio Dayingbo as well on defense. Mm-hmm. Bobby Okereke, linebacker, the other linebacker. Um, I think that was pretty much. I'm I'm drawing blanks elsewhere though, but they got Roddy McLeod too. I think he's more yes, of a vet yes, now. Exactly. I think maybe that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, so they they have a solid enough defense to make a run. It's just where's the offense? The yeah, offense has to be there, right? So we'll see what they do. But I mean, they they definitely what they lost a game um, in the second week, which you know we'll we'll get around to that one. So. Uh, continuing on the trend of week one, we have the Jaguars and the Commanders with the Commanders pulling out a win, 28-22. Yeah, that's just Jags being Jags because uh, yeah. I think, you know, uh, they had opportunities. They just couldn't deliver. The only thing I think I took out of that game was the uh, was the uh, video of uh, Trevor Lawrence trying to motivate the team as they were coming out of the tunnel oh, and everybody was saying. motivation speech it was, ever. It was the worst. Everybody, the memes around it were brutal. It was like Trevor Lawrence couldn't convince me to get off the couch to make a sandwich. <laughs> they, they couldn't convince me, man. Like it's either way, it's. You know, they actually came off with a win in the second week, too. So that's that's definitely one we we definitely need to talk about because there's those three or four, no, the four teams that all got wins almost 4,000 days out. So, mm-hmm. and then of course, you know, Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz. He uh, threw the ball, like he kept throwing the ball. I think uh, the rookie Dotson, the receiver. Um, that's someone to look out for. I think that Dotson, Dotson can play. You got Terry, yeah, Terry McLaurin and Dotson. I mean, what else do you need? I think right? he's benefiting from you know playing uh, alongside Scary Terry, but like he, uh, he, you know, he he's making the most of that opportunity, and he's a rookie, I believe, right? But unfortunately, they're on the Commanders. Yeah, they're a rookie. Yeah, yeah, he's a rookie. So, but they're on the Commanders, which, which is really terrible. Which means that they're going to be playing, you know, comeback football a lot this season. <laughs> they need to go get a quarterback. After this, like if they got another low round first round pick, you're gonna go get. They're gonna go get a quarterback. That's, that's who were they riding with before? It was Tyler Heineke. Is it Taylor Heineke or Tyler? Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke, and, and it was also what's his name? Uh, Dwayne. Dwayne Haskins. Haskins. Yeah, he passed, but he yeah, he got he got cut, and he went to the. I think he went to Pittsburgh. Steelers. He was a backup on Steelers to get his uh, stuff right. That's who they. That's who they highly drafted, and it just didn't work out with Dwayne Haskins. I remember. So um, I think the. I think was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? Like Huskies played Ohio State in uh, in the Rose Bowl, and Huskies ended up losing. But um, mm. or it might not have been in the Rose Bowl. It might have been a different bowl. But anyway, 
Like, I remember watching that game. It was the first time I actually watched Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, that Ohio State team is just so full of studs that they're you're playing an NFL team. It's like playing Alabama. It's like playing Florida. It's just like, you know, that's just the recruitment out there. This was before they NIL. Fitz, they had the legend. They had Fitz Magic on the team at QB, and then he retired over there. Oh, at uh, Washington? Patrick, yeah. yeah, they yeah. had him at – it was him and, uh, and Taylor – and yeah, let's just say that, that none of that worked out in the end. Yeah. Um, so next up we have, uh, do, 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 do. oh, so we talked about that before, but the Saints and the Falcons, 27, 26, you know, we know Falcons choke. What else is new? Yep. But new, new QB, you got a new receiver at the very least, just, hey, just build on what you have. Hopefully, like you said before, Mariota has a resurgence in his career like we would like for uh, Jameis Winston. Because um, Jameis Winston actually had a good, um, like a good streak going last season. Then he got injured himself. So. He got injured again, didn't he? Was that week two where he injured his back again? Uh, I don't know if it's not, again, but I thought he injured I his back. He, I, I didn't see the in, I thought the injury came in week one. I, there was something that popped up about like an ankle or something like that, mm. or a knee. It was like a knee or ankle thing. But we'll see what they do this year. Uh, Ravens and Jets, twenty four nine. You know the. Jets, is, the Jets. No, no comment on that. <laughs> he, but now, but because uh, who's the head coach? I forgot the name. John Harbaugh. No, 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 no. Robert Sala. Yeah, so Robert Sala. Yeah, came from the forty. Uh, came from the Forty Niners. He was the defensive guy over there, the yeah. defensive guru. Um, he definitely had a a little tidbit was that he had a little interview and he was just like, "Yep, yeah, we're we're reading these receipts and we we we're taking note of them." I remember someone asked him like a week or two later, like, "Hey, after that, because they won in week two, hey, after that game, you know, those receipts." He's like, "We're not we're not ready to bring those receipts out yet. It's only been one game." But yeah, Ravens was being the Ravens and all that good stuff. Vikings Packers that was a weird game but then like what has the Packers always done in like the past few seasons of like losing their first week and then it's like oh is it the end of Aaron Rod not the, is it the end of like the Packers know, run teams? Packers run or something like that but although they're not as people aren't as a they're not there's not many like heavy critics on Rodgers as it would be say like Russell Wilson and the rest but yeah but that's like one of those things I mean the thing is is that Aaron Rodgers has personal awards out the front door right but you know he, it's been a long time since he's gotten close to winning a Super Bowl or he's even Did been he? in a Super Bowl he's been he's he has a ring I believe he I has a ring but I think that he his ring was from like 10 years ago or 12 years ago it's like a long was time it him ago. or was it Brett Favre that won that ring uh it was him Brett okay. Favre has his own ring but Brett Favre also got it early on in his career at Green Bay, and then there was like a long uh, drought. Yeah, well, it's because they they hold on to that one QB. They don't they don't let that QB go. That's that's like the traditional Packers right there. Because they went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now we're like getting towards the later half of you know Aaron Rodgers' career. So yeah, well, I mean, later half he's like forty, so you'd hope it's you know they're planning for something. He's thirty. I thought he was thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, that's something we could look up. But uh, keep let's keep rounding off the uh, week one Giants, scores. Uh, Giants, Titans. Giants got the win on the Titans, twenty one twenty. Ah, Titans, man. That talk about a talk about a team that got like faked out by like a quarterback's like one season wonder. You know that was Ryan Tannehill. He, uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill. He's gonna have his struggles. It's it's. My thing is, I think even when I think I'm watching someone, uh, Mr. Hurricane on YouTube, um, he's doing his own. He's doing a Madden franchise like again, where he only focuses on one team and he plays it himself. It's the Titans, but 
that roster really isn't all as great as you think it would be. It's really just on the you're basically betting on, you know, the king, King Henry. Yeah. And then like Ryan Tannehill to kind of like pull some throws to get you, but it's like King Henry all the way kind of thing. Yeah, and but I think what there's running back behind Henry to like starting to ease up a little bit instead of just always using him because you won't have a running back if you keep running him into the ground. Yeah, and I think they're I think they're feeling the consequences of running him into the ground. By the way, Aaron Rodgers is thirty eight, but Okay. Eric, you know they uh yeah we're, it was i think it was literally in the middle between us <laughs> but yeah. uh anyway like i think you know i think titans are starting to feel the ramifications of relying on derrick henry for um you know 30 plus carries a game you know i think mm-hmm. that's i think that's what they're i think that's what they're feeling right now so you know that's, hopefully that's a, that's, that's a lot of like touches because if you add that up that's a lot of touches in a season that's a lot of mileage on a guy well to be fair he's coming back from injury too so we'll see how he bounces back but so next up we have chargers raiders chargers came up with the dub they came with the dub it's this seems to be like the the season for the Chargers to go, although Justin Herbert's injured from the um, second. Yeah, the man, you hate seeing that. Um, Chiefs and Cardinals. That was a it's Chiefs being Chiefs, but Cardinals. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Cardinals are going to be middle of the pack. They're not going to. They're not going to write anything. You know, they're not going to write records or anything like that. I mean, I would think the Cardinals would be third in the NFC West with us being on the bottom. If not, maybe like we would fight for that third spot, maybe with the Cardinals. If the Cardinals play down, is it playing down to our level as the Seahawks? Or is it like if the Seahawks play to the level of the Cardinals? The Cardinals definitely have a higher floor than we do. And so that's probably the the perspective I would think it. They, I mean, okay. they have their quarterback, right? So they're automatically in the eyes of most people. You know they're already a tear up because Kyler's extended and everything, right? They so they you know they they're locked into the Kyler Murray you know train for the foreseeable future, and you know mm-hmm. they have they have playmakers on both sides of the ball. You know they they definitely their expectations coming into the season were higher for Cardinals than they were for Seahawks. So it would definitely be us playing up to them probably rather than them playing yeah. down to us. So we got the two games left was the Broncos Seahawks, which was on a Monday, not Thursday. I think I said Thursday earlier, and I, that's terribly wrong. But I, I didn't want to correct but, you, but we all know what you meant. Oh, we were just on. too hyped. You can, you can correct me, man. Like okay. that was okay because it's like Thursday and Monday are two different days. Like, they are. That, that is factually correct. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally you got the Bucks and the Cowboys. You know the Cowboys were stinking it up with Dak and then you know even even Tom Brady had some issues it was a lot of kicking the ball and like Brady got that one touchdown and that's pretty much it It was 19 to 3 I think I think Um, they're feeling the ramifications of Brady not having an offseason yeah and then there's like all these rumors like honestly like Brady kind of looks a little gaunt like in post like he really looks a lot skinnier he looks like the skull emoji yeah and there's a lot of people saying that like okay going through well is he okay he definitely said himself personally he said i'm 45 years old i'm going through some things like you know like he he had to say that like i'm 45 like i'm I'm 45 years old like hell i'm 45 years old that's what he said himself and um one thing you have to also realize is like around 44 45 you're you're entering another stage of your life and this is actually you know true in that you know how your mindset is and stuff like that. He's been in the league for like what? 20 plus years now, right? 22 seasons, 23. He's 45. He's had to be at least 23. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, one, we we've seen him grow from a young man to like we're we're seeing all stages of that life. Yeah. So let's see what it brings for them this season. And of course, we know the Broncos with the Seahawks, uh, seventeen sixteen, go Hawks in that in that regard. And now we're here to week two. So, um, is there any like you know particular we can go through that? But if you want to talk about anything on week two, and if you want if however you want to do it right now yeah let's let's do like what we've been doing let's just talk a little bit about the seahawks you know there's not that much talking points out of that and then you know we'll roll through like let's talk about the highlights of that week okay that's fine we've been uh we've been go with seahawks we gotta start there first (laughs) so yeah what do we think all right seahawks you know what happened you know we talk about going from a high to a low right you know we were we were on you were on cloud nine after week one but you know the offense that was, that offense was was able to move the ball up and down up and down the field like nothing, right? But then yeah. you know they fell off the tracks in week two against we the 49ers. Didn't even our score came from uh, blocking a field goal kick. I yeah. believe was so that's like that was our only score, and that's kind of sad. Our offense just wasn't there. I don't know what happened to it. We were also trying out some new things too, and that's what like I think the the pick that DJ threw yeah was literally on the goal line, which I'm just like, can we just either run the ball or do just keep Gino in? Like, don't get anything, do anything too crazy. But I I know Walden just wants to get some stuff out there, but you know that we'll work out the kinks. But hey, like I said. I will, if we lose every game in the season, we'll just have that much of a higher pick, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's this is an experimental season. We're just we're just in it for the ride, buddy. That's all we're here for. Yeah. Um. So after that, we have I don't know if you want like to go over some of the talking points. Or you want me to just roll through the game scores real quick again? Uh, let's talk. Well, there's one more thing we need to talk about too. Is the 49ers without Trey Lance? You know, we hate Ooh, to yeah, see it. It looked like a freak kind of injury. It didn't look like anything malicious from the. I mean, I'm not saying that because I'm a biased Seahawks fans or anything like that. I think it was just might have landed awkwardly on it. But he, um, you know, the moment that you know he was staying down, you kind of knew he like did something bad to his ankle. And I just got a um, notification where it said it's funny because. Uh, it's saying that Seattle's Pete Carroll said the team's offense has been pretty solidly conservative the first two weeks, and he wants to open things up more. So yeah, let's see there it. you go. We got the middle of the field now, buddy. Let's go. Right. The middle of the field is wide open. And I, I think that we didn't have Kenneth Walker the third. You know, I think seeing him get some snaps this week, you know, I think that makes a big difference. But oh, let, it was a uh, wildcat. He, he came in on like a wildcat formation, too. That was really interesting. He could run. He yeah. could run love it you know it's funny is because like I, I it's not like it's originally from the huskies but i've definitely seen that play run a lot with the huskies where you kind of have or like even the i think the ravens run a similar type of like option right like a triple option mm-hmm. i think that's what uh, a lot of the time they'll do too like you know you'll have like a running back take the snap you know and then you know you have one running back on this side maybe you have like a speedy running back on this side that can do like a jet sweep type of thing and you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, well, you, I, but you know, it was cool seeing him play that because that, that, that's a grown man. Take one look at him, and that's a grown man. A grown man, and like, I think even, I think he came from uh, Michigan State. Is that correct? Yeah, Michigan, yeah, Michigan State. State. Yeah, people were definitely saying that, like, he was definitely the bell cow. Go look at his, like, film. It's really good film. So, I mean, he, he's the, do- he won the Doak Walkers, you know. So, I mean, yeah. best oh, running yeah. back in the country or, you know, in college. So, might have been a volume thing, but you know we'll see soon enough. Hopefully we don't, you know. Hopefully we can ease him into it. Um, yeah. But yeah. You know, so one last thing about that game, though, you know, now that Trey Lance is injured, are the Niners better off? Oh, time is it is Jimmy G time? Like, is are they better Jimmy. off now? Like, are they worse off now? What do we think? Um, 
I would say they're also worse off because they lost one of their high profile quarterbacks. Right. So now you have, if anything, it's weird that Garoppolo did not get traded at all or anything like that. He just came back and he was, he basically became the, the most expensive backup quarterback, but it works out. Cause what if Garoppolo was starting for a whole other team? Then 49ers basically are saying it's the end of their season. Right. Yeah. So they have Garoppolo so they can still make a run. So we'll see what happens, but Garoppolo has been in, has been in the big moments, but at the same time, he never finished there either. So we'll see what happens with them. They still got a good defense. Uh, they still got you know all the coaching staff and everything around for that offense with you know Debo Samuel and all of them. So I think they're still going to be solid. I think if anything, it's going to be between the Rams and the 49ers for like the top two spots. Okay, so. yeah, I can see that. I mean, that I, mean, I feel like that's pretty safe bet. Yeah, even though the Rams like got like embarrassed in the first week but they came back in second week yeah um so yeah, i think was- the, next, the next point i want to go is that four teams so this and this is getting into the score the scoreboard too for some games four teams that won after almost like four thousand days yeah and that's the lions the jags the jets and the giants well i mean the giants got it before but um that's why i didn't add the giants but there was something about the giants for something else but like the three teams was the lions the jags and the jets for sure um, because that's just that's just awesome, man. Like, th- like the Lions. Uh, let's look at that scoreboard real quick. Yeah, so you have the Lions beating out the Commanders, thirty-six to twenty-seven. I mean, yeah, it's the Commanders, but I think they were. I think no, no. Com- uh, Lions were just uh, they were up and they just kept going up the whole game. Amon Amon Ross A. Brown, the Sun God himself. You know uh, what? Which, what's his What's his record? He has eight catches, like in like oh, the last eight like games. That? Oh my, yeah, he got like, yeah, no, let's look at that. Uh, yeah, he he is having a like he's having a game, and I think he's having a year season because even in that second game, I think he tied for like the number of like a franchise record for like the number of receptions or something like that because he got a lot. Yeah, he's 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 that he's the go to look. Yeah, nine for real quick nine receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns. That's the commander's game and for the eagles game he had eight for 64 for a for one touchdown but Mm -hmm. he's still he's still on a good basically just keep throwing him the ball if you have him if you don't have him in fantasy go get him trade for him do what you need to do but (laughs) and then don't forget his brother is out there um equinemius or something like that right yeah equinemius st brown i think he's on the Chargers, not chargers the chicago bears right now i think so too i'd have to i can look that up I think so. I, I think I've seen him on there. He is on. I think yeah, he's on. He's with the he's with the Bears. I keep saying Browns, but he's with the Bears yep. right now. So, and yeah, he came from. Oh, he came from Notre Dame. You got a uh, name like Equinemius St. Brown. You got to come from Notre Dame, right? Remember that um, you remember that Key and Peele sketch, right? With college football player names, Equinemius St. Brown, Notre it Dame. Like, oh, it was a. Uh, Something, something, Moises. <laughs> Ibrahim Moises. Yeah, Ibrahim Moises. I love that. My, my, I love my, that my go-to was, this is a, this is a sidetrack, but my go-to is always, Na quiere LSU. It was the torque. It was like the construction noise. Louis the third. Yeah. Anyway. But all good. So Lions did really well. Granted, it is the Commanders, but at the same time, you you want to see the Lions like win, man. Like you want like I root for the underdog. Yeah, I'm I'm always rooting for them. Commanders, it's like y'all go do your thing somewhere else. Commanders, Um, it's just like one of those things where it's like I don't know if I can root for you. (laughs) They had some shit. They've had some shit. 
But let's talk about the next game, the uh, the Jets with the Browns. They were down. Like, Joe Flacco comeback? Or 20-plus points. Yeah, it's Joe. You know, it's 30. They won 31-30. Uh, because of that final touchdown, but hey, is Joe Flacco is he elite again, or is he still elite? Is that you know, no? Is no? You ask the question that everybody's wondering: Do I pick up Jets receivers on my fantasy team? And I'm thinking like uh, Garrett, Wilson, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. That's I mean, it looks like he hopped up all the way to WR one. He hopped like Elijah Moore for sure. I think. Yeah, um, and Zach Wilson's out on injury. He should be back in like a couple weeks, so I don't know what the offense will look like with Zach Wilson when he's back in or if they're going to keep Flacco in. If Flacco just stays successful, one, they beat the Browns. I don't know who they're facing up. Oh, they they got the Bengals next, which is still Flacco. If Flacco can beat out the Bengals, I think they're going to roll with Flacco most of the season maybe and and give Zach Wilson like that time to fully heal because, you know, when they say they're back in two to four weeks, it's not really fully healed, but – yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, man. Yeah, it's like one of those things too. It's like with injury, with any of those injuries, like you know, as soon as you can come back, doesn't mean you're always 100, percent right? We, uh-huh. We've seen it time and time again, especially when players tear. Not with not saying Zach Wilson did, but when players tear their ACL, you know, sauce, it takes them two years. Have, and does and does Sauce have an interception yet? I, um, I don't think so. I heard he hasn't. They haven't been throwing the ball towards his side of the field though. So I don't know like what's his stats right now, but I heard it's doing pretty good. Um, yeah, no interceptions. He just had yeah six combined, one of six six tackles in the Browns game. So if he's, if he's got six tackles though, I feel like that means that they're throwing they were throwing the ball in his direction though, right? Because if he's if he's, yeah. he's getting those tackles. It's one of those things with, with corners where it's like how many times has the ball been thrown towards like you're a receiver, but I think it's actually this, there's a stat somewhere where like the they're not, they're not throwing towards Sauce Gardner's way mm-hmm. is what I'm hearing. So we'll see how that turns out. We'll see how that pans out for them. Hopefully they keep on winning because they be making fun of Joe Flacco like like the retired old dad playing football. <laughs> well, that's like all the jokes they're making on him. But he's I'm glad Flacco's having a good time. You know, at the very least, I feel like he's getting ready to retire. If not after this season, maybe the next one to three. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Um, the other one, the other big game, um, Jaguars Colts twenty four to zero. What is going on? Where is Matt? Ryan? What universe are we living in? Trevor Lawrence. I, hey, hey, you can't say you know Trevor Lawrence's uh, his 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 motivation speech didn't do something because it's twenty four to zero. You beat the Colts. No one expected you to to win, but I'm glad they're improving. I think uh, Christian Kirk, he like they over they everyone's saying they overpaid, but he's making up. The money's worth there. He got so, one touchdown or two touchdowns that game. I I'm let, let me look. He at definitely the stats. got one. Yeah, he did. De- he got one, I think. And Where we got a there? James Robinson rush for 37 yards. Mm-hmm. Christian, oh, two Christian Kirk touchdowns. So there you oh, go. Look at Colts, no wonder. Yeah. So James Wab- Robinson. Yeah, he got a he got a tutty tutty on the ground. They're not using Travis Etienne Jr. as much as I would like. Christian Kirk. Six six receptions, seventy eight yards, two touchdowns. So, and you know, all, all in all, like solid stat line from Trevor Lawrence, twenty five for thirty, two thirty five. They caught they caught two picks too off of Matt Ryan. Three picks. Oh, three. Excuse me. Oh yeah, there it is. Yep, there's three. Wow. So I don't know what's up with Matt Ryan. They need to go back to the drawing board because Colts fans. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. You know, sound off. <laughs> I mean, you t- look at the look, look at the Seahawks. Right, they're just like. It's like the same kind of thing, you know. They're they're overextending a Super Bowl window type of thing, but to be to be fair, like 
the Colts have only ever been like for the longest time, they've only been missing a quarterback and, you know, they keep trying to make these moves. I'm hoping that one of them pans out because they have know, to, at this point they have to draft. There's not many quarterbacks left to trade for at this point. They're, they're not going to trade again for another big quarterback. So it's really just Matt Ryan needs to find, do something this season else. They're about to literally just wipe the slate, go draft a QB or trade up for one. If they're, if they're not high enough, which mm-hmm. they're losing all these games, they're going to be. Oh, for sure. Um, let me get some. So we we know we want to talk about the Dolphins Ravens. So let's get some of these other scores out. So like the Bucks and the Saints. Um, you that know was those slug. are always. It was a slugfest. Yeah. The Saints what they were doing with the defense. The Saints defense was doing what it was supposed to do with Tom Brady. Oh yeah. The offense wasn't there. That's literally their issue. They were holding Brady down. They literally had a whole thing where like take Brady's. They were saying take Brady's first option and stuff like that. But at to the be fair, the day, like Brady doesn't really like his first option is just like Mike Evans at this point. He doesn't have yeah. like he doesn't have his you know. They were doing roster. that, but you, the, you can't keep putting the defense out there because something's gonna something's gonna break, and you're facing Tom Brady. So you know, lo and behold, they stayed at it was ten ten for a while until well, yeah, it was three three for a while, and then the fourth quarter they just they didn't score. They just didn't they they just didn't score. Saints need to, they just need to get the offense going. That's all you need to do, man. Yeah. Um, who else? So we already talked about Seahawks and 49ers. Rams beat the Falcons 31-27. That is a pretty close game, seeing as the Rams were the last year's, you know. I mean, that that was that was teed up for a comeback story, right? But like Falcons just couldn't come through at the end. You know, what can you say? It's it's They're not something better. They're getting better. Though. They're getting better. They're trending up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And you know, you know, people are still, you know, Rams, you know, they have, you know, most of their pieces from last season. But, you know, there's question marks around that team. Matthew Stafford and that throwing arm, it's 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 a thing. Like, he had a – apparently he had, like, a baseball injury and, then like, the elbow of that throwing arm. What's it called, so, like, a Tommy – I forgot. But either way, like, he had, like – he has, like, a little, like, uh, not a wrap, but he has, like, the – what do you call it? The uh, under – like, the Under Armour sleeve. Like, he has a sleeve over it, basically, like, a, a sleeve – like, a compression sleeve for yeah. that throwing arm. So it probably you know, to promote like circulation or something like that. He probably has like tendonitis yeah. getting in that elbow or something. Oh yeah. He, he definitely has, I know he has arthritis, I believe. Cause it, I remember they were talking about like his back and stuff like that. Basically towards the end of that season, he was literally like in shambles. Like he, he needed rest. Like he couldn't go for like, if there was like three more games on the schedule, they would have had to sit him out type thing in mm-hmm. my opinion. But um, you know, Rams beat the Falcons. We'll see what happens with both going forward. Uh, you got the Cardinals beating the Raiders out in OT. Oh man, that's that that is. If it wasn't for Tua, that would be the story of this weekend. Because what right. was going on with Vegas was up twenty to zero at the half. How do you squander yeah. a twenty zero lead like that? You know, fans were so mad that they actually had to throw a punch at Kyler Murray, and there's a police investigation out. Oh, right I saw now. that. You hate seeing that. That's just some yeah. shit housing. But if you're Kyler Murray, what the hell are you doing going over by away fans? You got to figure it out this season. Although, I mean, Kyler Murray already has the big contract from the Cardinals, so he has him hostage. He, it's you got to hope Kyler Murray figures something out every week. He they figure something out here, but like you got to go get you have to go get get a win because yeah. now you paid him big money. I don't know what your Super Bowl window is going to look like. It's almost like you got to win now. Yeah, literally now, like today, <laughs> like now, <laughs> now, because <laughs> you're not going to be able to think. We, I mean, we see this time in and time again. Like you know, you need to be able to put pieces around your 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 quarterback, you know, and then you need to be able to build out the defensive side of the ball. You know, the, yeah. the positions that are always given up first are like the line positions. You know, offensive line and defensive line. 
Yep, and we'll see how that pans out for both the Cardinals because the Raiders too. They have Devontae Adams as well, and it's really well. Actually, they're they're cleaning house too because you know obviously they got rid of what you call it, um, Gruden. Yeah, they got rid of Gruden, but then they also did not take like the fourth, no fifth year options for all those first round picks that Gruden picked up. So really, it's it's a bit of a clean house. I don't know what's gonna happen with Derek Carr, but honestly, Derek Carr. You can only go so far with him, in my opinion, that it's almost about time to like let him. They're gonna. I think Raiders may, if they have a middling season, they may either look to trade or let him go. That's just my hot take on. That. And and one of the things with that team too is that you're seeing a decline in production from Josh from Josh Jacobs as well. And you know that's probably directly correlated with you know the decline of that line. You yeah, know, they, they, they don't even have a lot of their first round picks. They either got in trouble, they got like off, like off field issues. Trouble, like, like Henry Ruggs, like didn't he kill someone or something? Yeah, that was that one accident uh, out, he- no, in Las Vegas. Yeah, and Vegas then, just brings out the worst in people, man. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you know, we'll see what happens with both of those teams because is the Cardinals going to be the you know they're red hot in the beginning and then they're ice cold in the second half of the season or what? But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next game. So the Texans lost, and the Broncos won. It was sixteen nine. The Broncos not, that was not that was a moral loss. Broncos lost that game. This, even the crowd was chant. They were, the crowd was trans, uh, was uh, chanting the play like the they were like the play clock nine eight like what like you would were, do to an away team, and they were booing Russ. Like come on, I don't know, man. They expect well. Here's the thing: as a fan, you're expecting like everything you got russell wilson you see what he did for seattle but then like you see what he did like at seattle and then here against the texans man Mm -hmm. so i don't know texans could have played solid i didn't see too much of that game um i'll probably take a little peek at that just to see what texans got going but yeah yeah Um, i think cowboys right you know cooper rush they they beat the Bengals. how about those how about them boys right they beat they beat uh the Bengals 20 to 17. I think Skip was happy. I don't really like to see his bits when the team is winning, but of course, like you'll see what, what happens with them going forward because in week three, you have a uh, Cooper rush versus Daniel Jones, Cowboys versus giants. So that's an interesting little, like, ooh. that's like interesting in the wrong ways. It's just like, right. <laughs> like, Ooh, I, which wonder, I wonder which one of these mediocre quarterbacks is going to do well. But the memes on the Cowboys was like, you know, Hey, you got that backup. That backup. That's a backup quarterback, right there. Like, yeah, but he's played really, really good. You know, maybe we should, we can, uh, we can hold you back, Dak. Let's just let's see what Cooper Rush can do. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was the uh, that was the RDC world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was, he's yeah, right. you know, he's making good throws for a backup quarterback for a backup he's quarterback. He's twenty, like twenty. He's like how old is he? Yeah, he's twenty. Like he's twenty three. You know, I'm only twenty six, twenty seven. It's not too old. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Dak is like, you know, we'll see what happens with the Cowboys, but I just, I honestly, I'm so tired of hearing their fans saying Super Bowl every season as if like it's still the 90s or something, but go off. Um, <laughs> next game, you got the Packers and the Bears. So, I mean, Aaron, business, that's still, business as usual. Business, oh, excuse me, business as usual. Um, Aaron still owns the Bears to this day. I really wanted the Bears to win, though, because I wanted to see the stories of like now the Bears own you and stuff, but I, I want the Bears to at least win one game before Aaron Rodgers like retires completely. Because if he if they don't, it's just going to be on the franchise. Yeah, for, like, it's uh, it's like it's going to be held over them for the longest time that Aaron Rodgers basically owned you until the day he quit football. Basically, um, the final two, which was the the Monday doubleheader, which 
NFL, I know you're not listening to this podcast, but hopefully one day someone from NFL is listening. We want more double headers because I love, especially during COVID, because like during the COVID season, they had the one game and they actually had like the games go into each other. But yesterday they kind of had like the games like start at the same time towards the end. So we'll see how that all looks. But um, one thing, yeah. NFL, if you're listening, I have a personal request. Bring back the uh, Madden angle. I oh, love yeah, bring the Madden angle. That, that was, I, I thought that was so sick. Actually, I think the Madden angle is there. I think it's for like the NFL, you know, the NFL subscription service, like NFL Plus, which I need to check out because they have an all 22 camera angle one. But that takes like you have to wait like one or two days to get that footage out anyway. So oh, really? But I mean, like at that point, who's, who's that dedicated? <laughs> right um i mean yeah we'll we'll see like hopefully they can bring back some more camera angles and stuff but you have amazon prime with thursday night football this year so anywho uh the those two games was like the bills whooping the titans ass 41 to 7 um the bills are tired of people's crap and they they said they should have went you know to the super bowl last year but uh or was it last year the year you know, it was last year with yeah. the um then when the bills face the chiefs so man talk the about bills a game. And the chiefs come again then we got to see that game if oh do. yeah um bills and titans though titans um i don't know what to tell y'all uh you're you're really trying to win with a depleted roster at this point it's, it's to the point where it's like you're gonna have to clean house at quarterback soon so mm. i know you have malik willis but he's not fully ready yet in my opinion. no and they're, um, I mean, the Titans, you're, you guys are missing pieces, man. You can't, you can't just drop a quarterback in and expect him to go off. You know, you, you have gaps. And, and you don't have A.J. Brown. You traded off A.J. Brown. Then you drafted a receiver that's similar to A.J. Brown, but he's still a rookie and not experienced, yeah. right? So, Traylon Burks. So, we'll see what happens with that. But Bills are going to be Bills. The Bills Mafia is, they're running rampant right now. Oh, God. Um, the amount of tables that are getting snapped. And finally, I think another team I'm definitely watching too is the Eagles because they beat the Vikings 24 to 7. And, you know, they got that Georgia defensive tackle on their defense and stuff like that. So, Eagles, man. Um, Jalen uh, Hurts, he's he's tired too because he, he unfortunately, it's a prove it year for him, literally, because they got him weapons. They did whatever they could with the line. They got him a D line and stuff. Like, they're really trying to support him. And it's really just like, hey, Hey, you know, hey, hey, hurts. We we got to do something here, you know. So, and you know, um, in that game, you know, people always say he's like a running type of quarterback, but you know, he went twenty six for thirty one for three hundred thirty three yards with a touchdown and a pick. You know, that's if if any other quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers had that kind of a game, you'd be like, well, that's a good game, Aaron. Like, you know, give him the credit that he's due. Give him that credit because Eagles got something. Eagles got something, and that kind of goes into like, well, Eagles got the Commanders next. uh in week three but i can't wait for like when the eagles face the cowboys i want to see that game for sure i'll i i don't really watch cowboys games but when i do i want to see them get pummeled you know oh for sure so, uh, it's cathartic game, yeah and the final game we got um is the dolphins and the ravens yeah, we saved this one for last tua has arrived is he here like <laughs> is that all it took man like if you had anybody on that on that Miami offense, they went off, didn't they? Both, but both. Jalen Weddle um, and then 
and yeah, Tyreek Hill. Waddle and um and Tyreek Hill. They both like they both they went both for like a, a buck sixty, buck seventy, and two tuds. Like what the hell, man? Like what the one of those players doing that by themselves is is impressive. They, two players that game. Their average choked a twenty one plus point lead. It was an, it was a massive deficit that that the the uh, the Dolphins had overcome, and that was. I, I don't know how you like that. That I, I'd hate to be in that Ravens locker room because you know the Ravens locker, you know the Ra- like Ravens culture. They've always been very like a blue collar type of like a like football player. You know what? Like you know, hardworking. Like they take a lot of ownership. You know, they've had a lot of leaders come through that locker room. You could talk about like mm-hmm. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, just to name a couple. I think Lamar Jackson. Like I know they lost, but I think he he had a record. Uh... I'm trying to see uh, Miami game. He had a record in that game for some, yeah. Lamar Jackson shines. He let me see. I'm just looking at something real quick. Uh, yeah, Jackson eclipsed the century mark for the 11th time in his career, surpassing Michael Vick for the most 100-yard regular season rushing games by a quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, man. I mean, this guy's just writing records. He's been writing records since he started. Because mm-hmm. I think he sat out his rookie year and then he played in his second year, right? And I think he's just been, you know, I mean, he deserves the money that he's owed. You know, he, that where were that Ravens? That's that's the thing with Lamar Jackson, though, because remember they didn't they had a deal and he declined it, and now he's not talking about the contract until like yeah, that's that's the nuance of it, right? Because from what I understand, like Ravens put a very very good deal on the table. It and it just didn't have the amount of guaranteed. It was, wanted, it was better. Yeah, I think it was the guarantee. He wanted that Deshaun Watson guaranteed money, and you know, more credit to him based on the way he plays. He you know, to. he needs to because yeah. you're gonna have uh, you got you got Joe Burr coming out soon. Yeah, Joe Burr about to come out with the contract too. Same, uh, same as uh, Herbert's coming soon as well. Oh, yeah, like, Herbert's contract is gonna be massive. Right. So like. Honestly, if it's the waiting game, honestly, I feel like it's like it was a good choice that he waited because there's other quarterbacks after this it's, season about to get contracts. I, w- I would say for on that situation, though, it's tough for you to play the waiting game if you're a quarterback that runs the ball a lot because you're taking a lot of hits and a lot of freak things can happen when you take those hits. And, you know, that's putting future money on the line. But, you know, if he he's making a business decision, you know, that's, you know, at the end of the day, like if you're confident in yourself, you know, you you play differently, you know, you're, 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 a, he is a needle in the haystack in the NFL. There ain't no, there isn't anyone else in the league that's like Lamar Jackson. Right. right. And the Ravens seem to have found the formula to like unlock Lamar Jackson and that entire offense around him using his skill set. And know, he, ma- actually has some, he has some more accolades too, but continue, please. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. No, you're fine. It's just, if, I was just going to say like, you know, hopefully it's a situation that works out for both sides. Cause I don't think Lamar Jackson will be as good on another team, you know, because they haven't been, hasn't been grown organically. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it had to, it had to happen over a couple of years for them to get to where they are now. Right. Um, some other accolades. So of course we talked about how he had, you know, he surpassed Michael Vick for the most 100 yard regular season rushing games. He it's his 15th career game with three plus touchdown passes. And they're 13 and two with those performances, but it, it happens. I feel like Ravens are still a good team. You just faced a good team as well in the Miami Dolphins that no one was like really expecting to pop that far off. Right. Um, and Jackson rushed for a career long 79 yard touchdown. Um, and in doing so, he became the first player in NFL history to throw a touchdown for 75 plus yards and rush for a touchdown of 75 plus yards in a single game. 
I mean, these are literally these are literally records that you're coming up with just for Lamar Jackson. That's what it's getting to at this point. Like the guy that's probably next on that list was probably like I don't even think there would be anybody else on that list. Who else would you think has a, a 75 yard tud with a 75 yard rushing as a, but as a quarterback too? As a quarterback, to do it. There's yeah. there's no one that really got close. Maybe you can ah that like you would really have to think of maybe not Russell Wilson couldn't do it. He doesn't have like the legs for that. Michael Vick is the only one I can think that has any possibility if it, if he was still in the league or whatever. Weirdly enough, though, like weirdly enough, like I think Daniel Jones has had some runs where he's just gone off, but then the, like right, yeah, then the turf monster eats him. Yeah, um, but yeah, let, I think there's there's three more accolades and I can get them real quick. Sure. Uh, Jackson produced his third game with three plus passing touchdowns and 100 plus rushing yards, making the most by any player in the Super Bowl era. And according to NFL stats, all other QBs have six such games combined over that span, with none producing more than one. That's insane, man. <laughs> like, and in the first half, Jackson completed 11 of 13 passes for 210 yards and three touchdowns, which is a QBR. Uh, rating of 158.3. Well, that's a perfect uh, rating. Right. Uh, uh, Jackson's two Jackson's 210 first half passing yards tied for the most he's ever produced in the first half. Um, Jackson recorded a perfect passer rating of 158.3 in the first half of the fourth for the fourth time in his career while achieving that feat for the sixth time in any half of a game. Both are franchise records, by the way. So he's already setting some franchise records too in that game. Um, well, I would I would assume if he's setting NFL wide records, he's also setting franchise records. At that point, like I'm, I, you're still gonna have to pay this man. But the only thing that what people care about, you know, casual fans alike, is he winning though? You know, yeah, is he that's winning? yeah, and that's like the only thing. And that's all I have on like the Dolphins and Ravens. It's just it was a very crazy game. Even Tyreek Hill at one point literally had to go like I, I just caught the ball. And I'm at 170 yards, but like I gotta because this this is the last drive they did for that final touchdown. He took himself out because he was gassed hard. Like he was oh, yeah. like, oh, like oh, I've been I've been going to work today, and I'll <laughs> yeah. be going to work, man. Like you know, actually, let's talk about the slander for Tua though. Like I saw like a meme, and it was like you know if you reverse the footage of Tua throwing the ball, and so that it looks like he's a right-handed quarterback, it looked like he's throwing darts out there. Yeah, people are not used to Southpaw quarterbacks, man. So yeah. it is what it is. But I want Tua to succeed. He need this is his chance. This is his prove it season as well. I think it's also a prove it season for Marcus Mariota and some other quarterbacks out there. Definitely um who else was a prove it season with someone Trey else? Lance. Regard, Trey Lance, yeah, unfortunately he's out. Danny Jones. Season, so So you said Daniel Jones? Yep. I Daniel Jones, he got grit. He's all great. I just don't think he's the fran- he's the quarter like he's the quarterback of the New York Giants. And nah. well, I mean to be fair, like you know they had Eli before. Eli wasn't really that like he had his ups and downs. He wasn't. It was one of those things, right? Like, do, do we consider Eli elite? Like, it was one of the, like he was elite, but later on, in the later part of his career, he was just it was he was bad. a very he was a very middling quarterback for most of his career. That's true. Um, in terms of like, if we're talking about team performance, like. Those years that they won the Super Bowl, I think they only had like nine wins or something like that, right? I think that was a crazy stat. 
I think nine or ten wins. Yeah, I mean, like Eli, he brought those two Super Bowl wins on the Patriots. So, like, yeah, who else is gonna say you brought you got two Super Bowl wins on Tom the greatest? Brady. The greatest line in the Manning cast was, I think, uh, Peyton saying, "If it wasn't for Mrs. Manning, you know, Tom Brady would have nine Super Bowl rings or something like that." Yeah. Between him and uh, him and Eli, I think they blocked three Super Bowls for Tom Brady, or maybe four. Yeah, so it's. It's really crazy, and if anything, New York should be respecting because New York. The thing about New York is they they're like a heavy media like mogul up there. So like we're talking about really- toxic. We talk about toxic sports markets. Like you know the this the 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 consuming base for New York is so massive that there's like a pressure on the sports media scene over there to mm-hmm. keep pumping out stories, right? And it's a it's a very powerful sport. Like that's why you're always going to hear about like the New York Giants and the Jets and stuff. Yeah, even that's the Knicks don't really like, like think about the really Knicks hear that much about like Seahawks cuz our media isn't all that as high as like New York obviously. So. Yeah, and but like even like look at the Knicks, right? The Knicks have been like they've been a very mediocre franchise for a very long nets. time what about the nets too yeah the nets they got kd they got Kyrie. you know they got players that people <laughs> bring in but like the knicks i mean like that that's still like madison square garden the mecca of basketball but like mm-hmm. not much has happened there in a long time but yet you know you're always going to hear about the knicks some way somehow oh it yeah it always comes out like a crop like nationwide media coverage that's what new york does for any of their teams so like if you're winning in new york it's going to be a party in new york like especially yeah. with a Super Bowl and stuff. Moral but, of the story: um, AFC's got some games that we could. I mean, AFC's got some teams, and you know, if they play each other, it's like prime time. It's like box office seats. Like you know, that's it's about as good as it gets over there right now. Yeah, but what are we looking yeah. forward to? Let's talk about week, week three. So yeah, let's get it. Let's name off some matchups that we're thinking. So obviously, our first matchup, first and foremost, is always Seahawks and the Falcons. You know that that's that's always number one. But tell me we, a couple we, of other we beat ones. them out. Then we beat them out over the. It was the uh, COVID season when we beat them that one time in the empty because all the stadium. I remember the stadium being empty, so it was definitely twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we. I feel like this is a winnable game for us, but it's also it's going to be tough because they also have Drake London over there, and our corners can get you know eaten up. <laughs> you we'll know, see. like I and we're I, talking I about prove it quarterbacks. You know, Geno Smith is another example of a prove it quarterback that he's not done, right? You know, he's a bridgeman. I'm sorry. Like, so in the in the in the vein of Madden 23, I think they have like these player tags that they've added on to the franchise players and all that. So one of it, one of them is the bridge slash mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that is the he's a bridge slash mentor player. Unfortunately, at this, I want him to have fun this season. Don't get me wrong. So let go oh, ahead, man. go okay. get your wins. But he's I. What are we gonna do with Drew Locke? I just I hope we don't like. I'm sorry. I I, I need us to like draft a quarterback. So I don't think even Drew Locke is the answer. But granted, we we don't even know if Drew Locke is the answer anyway because we're playing Drew, uh, Geno Smith. So there's like that's like the one thing you have to think about as we as Geno Smith is being successful. And all that good stuff. So, what about Drew Locke? Are we ever going to see Drew Locke? What What are we going to do in this next upcoming draft, where you got like quarterbacks like I think it's Bryce Young from Alabama come going for a draft and stuff? And it's like mm. we'll see. But anywho, prove it game. Uh, definitely a prove it game for. Well, it's, it's, I think it's a tune up game for both teams. I think the Seahawks can edge out, but it's also a game we can also lose as well. Yeah, I mean, like we said, we, we're just in it for the ride. We have no expectations. Like, if we win, we win. If we don't, we don't. But, hey, we just got to we gotta make sure we learn from every single game because this is definite, like, these are notes that we should be taking no matter what we do. Like, 
I like you think about DJ Dallas throwing that pick on the goal line. You think he's going to not forget about that? Like that's going to be in his head. I, I I think about it. It is, and I'm also right, thinking like it's also going to be in Shane Waldron's head, right? We're taking data points right now. Yeah, I think, but I think the thing about that is, is that the fact that we literally had a play where the running back is throwing the ball to somebody, and yeah. we. It's the fact hey, Derrick Henry has play. touchdown passes to his name too. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but he got hype over DJ Dallas though. Yeah, right? that's true. Hey, um, nobody's saying. What was it? Oh, there was a play in that week in the 49ers game where uh, Geno Smith passed the ball. I think it was either to DJ Dallas or Travis Homer, and they pass it back to Geno Smith, who he then threw it all the way down to DK Metcalf, which was like the man's man. He must have. Yeah, he must have. <laughs> so, but I think it got called like back, that. right? We, we couldn't do, but we didn't do those plays with with Russ. Oh, we did. No, we we, we had those. To, we had those. Russ we, wants to take the deep ball. Yeah, that's true. But I think we we've had those kind of trick plays with Russ as well. Like, uh, usually they're in like, you know, depend. It's just like situational. When's the last time? When's the last time you seen it come on? When's the last time you seen that type of play where we throw the ball to a running back back to Russ and he throws it down the field? When was the last time you seen that? I'm pretty sure last season they did it. We don't talk about last season. Last season. <laughs> Okay. The man got his no. The the man got his what his thumb at that Green Bay game. Oh my! That's not Green Bay game. It was the uh, Rams game. It was his middle yeah, finger, right? Yeah, middle. It was a middle finger, and I was so mad. Yeah. <laughs> then they they made him. They made Russ come back in the Green Bay as if we were gonna do something, and obviously we did nothing. I think Russ forced his way back. He did. They, yeah, that's... Players are always gonna force them. Like you're gonna get forced back in to win certain games because that was the season to win with Russ. If, if any other season wasn't the season, it had to be that season. We knew we weren't gonna win. Yeah. Um, let's talk so about we... let's talk about some matchups that we're looking forward to. So like oh, Bills yeah. and Dolphins after mm-hmm. after last week's outing from the the Dolphins. Like let's see what you got. Like that's all I gotta say. Like the Bills and their defense has been they've been changing up their defense and I there is some videos I have queued up to watch on like their philosophies this season, but they're doing a lot of different stuff on the defense. So it's up to basically it's a if the Dolphins can get past that Bills defense and score on the Bills, then we're good. But I feel like I'm gonna give the game to the Bills personally. But like the thing about the Dolphin is the thing with the dolphins is that are they going to be hot or are they going to be cold we yeah and that's the thing is that like i think if you're a gambling man you're going to put your money on the bills because you know it, you you are you sure not the dolphins if you really was gambling uh, i don't know but i mean like if you're if you're if you're trying to pick favorites right like you oh, yeah, you, yeah. you would put your money on the bills just because you know there is a there's a lot of prior evidence that you know the bills are have the capability of dominating this kind of a game but mm-hmm. if you are if you're like a Dolphins fan, you know, I wouldn't count yourself out. You know, it's one of those things where something, you know, something wild might, ha- might happen. Granted, something wild happened with the Dolphins. You know, they had to be go down by, you know, three touchdowns for them to, you know, come back to life kind of thing. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But we'll Bills, are, Bills are just like, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Like, we're touchdown. Touchdown, touchdown. I would call that the must-see TV you know, we yeah. want to see what the Dolphins got in the tank because we know what Bills got in the tank. Um, some other games I can get these next two: Casey and Colts. Uh it's it's. We KC. just we, we just want Matt Ryan. We just want to see if like Matt Ryan can do something. I mean, Casey's going to roll over the Colts. I feel like that's you know the Colts have defensive pieces, but Casey is like the Casey are like the Bills. They're inevitable. Yeah, yeah I'm, and the thing with the Colts is like this is this is like the prove it game because if you are Matt Ryan on the Colts and 
you know, with the Colts, they're basically like, we are trying, basically the Colts, like almost every year, except for even last year, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Um, this is, you literally have to win this game to prove to people that you can win. Like Matt Ryan, you have to win this game to prove. The, the scary to- thing about this season is I don't think Jonathan Taylor has got going yet. And that's, that's the, that's the, um, that's the wild card, right? You expected him to, you know, continue where he left off last season, but he hasn't. I don't think he's gotten that going yet. And I think once that starts going, then we can have like a fair assessment because you know you need that running game for like a quarterback for like Matt Ryan, who's on the tail end of his career to to thrive, right? Because he's not gonna he's not going to throw, you know, five hundred yards or you know he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be able to air it out as much as he he would before as accurately and that kind of thing. And throw it like the the thirty five to fifty passes. Like you you don't want Matt Ryan. You want to like have Matt Ryan be like give matt ryan like that that 25 that 20 to 25 throws and they're more meaningful than if you have him throwing 50 times or something like yeah that, exactly right? um my thing is if you get i think the run game they just need to get the run game in that one and they can go from they have to just go from there start with the run and see what you can get from casey out of that because i don't your defense is going to have to take out uh patrick mahomes if they make it a tight game, we still again, Matt Ryan. You got to beat. This is literally a playoff team. If you can beat KC, you can at least give hope to your fans and to the franchise that you can make a deep run in the playoffs. Yeah, for That's sure. Uh, next up, Lions and Vikings. I, I think we just like one. Like we know where we're gonna get, get what we're gonna get out of the uh, Vikings, but we we just we just want to see some Lions. You know, like you know, we want them to thrive a little bit, don't we? Yeah, I I want the Lions to thrive. I think it's a long time coming, but like, if not this year, definitely next year for the Lions. But like, this is like their I would say their tune up year because they got a lot of picks from the last draft, and like it's all. I think the only person from the draft they're not u- utilizing right now is Jameson Williams because he's injured, he's out. But once he gets back, like you add that into the wide receiver lineup, it's gonna be great. Which I don't think they're gonna have him for like another two or three weeks. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But Lions and Vikings, I want the Lions to win. Um, Vikings is the Vikings. I just feel like Kirk Cousins definition definition of a mediocre quarterback, isn't he? Like he's yeah. he's had he's had his moments, but he's also had some he's had good moments and bad moments. But he's never had like that. He cannot do primetime games. I don't know what it is with the guy. He can't do primetime games. Like the stat is, he loses in all primetime games, and it's still the case. Yeah. Um, well, next up. Ravens, Ravens and Patriots. Ravens and Patriots. You know that that should be a good one. I think I think Ravens are going to come back with a massive chip on their shoulder, and then I you know Patriots are going to be Patriots. You know they have still their Belichick though. You still got Belichick at the helm and definitely like prepping for Lamar Jackson and stuff. So and we've seen games where the Ravens um, got like where Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson couldn't get the ball running, especially I think it was like the Steelers. I remember the Steelers game, I think last year, where they held like Lamar Jackson back and they said, You can't run on us, you're gonna have to throw on us. And he was having he was struggling in that game. So if mm-hmm. if Bill Belgian can do the same thing with their defense to the Ravens, I think they'll have the win. But I can see it going either way, but I think it might be a close game. Yeah. I, I mean, with a Bill Belichick, you never know. That's the thing. Yeah. And Ravens, you know, they're coming in with a chip on their shoulder, it's must see TV. But yeah. next up, we got Bengals and Jets. That's just one of those things that we want to see if the Jets can continue. I mean, if the the if the Bengals, you know, if Joey B can keep it going, right, or get back going. Oh, yeah, because they've been they they've either, been struggling. They, they lost. They're zero and two. They're zero and two right now, aren't they? They yeah. are zero and two. They're zero and two, and you expect that? Well, they did lose a lot of their defensive players 
I'm not going to speak for Joe Burr on the offense. Well, they spent a lot of money on the offensive line, right? Or they've they they, yeah. they invested heavily in that, and it has not it been looks panning like, out. It looks like the same line before where 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 he keeps getting hit, but it's also he threw four picks, two touchdowns in that in his last game. Uh, I mean, we, I, the he, Jets could the Jets could if they they literally have like because now you're facing a good team, Jets. So you have to you got to be disciplined, no mistakes. Um, I will. You, you know, it's easy to say, like, yeah, Jets. I want to see the Jets win, but to do that, they literally have to play like they were playing last week. But don't wait until you get scored upon, and then try to come back because it doesn't always work week in, week out. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that, and and then I think this is—is is this the primetime game we got? I think it's um, game uh, it's Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I think I can, that's. I prime. can double check. What is primetime? So Thursday is the Steelers Browns game. Everything else is Sunday. Monday is the Cowboys and Giants. No, nah, it's just the afternoon game. It looks like, um, yeah, the, yeah. The, the prime time, the Sunday night game is Niners and Broncos. That's good, and you know why they made it prime time? Because now it's like it's Russell Wilson back to face the 49ers. and let's see. Oh, if he loses that game, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I can see him losing that game. I feel like Ooh. I can. I mean, Niners have. I think they're they're starting to ramp up their defense again. They, the Niners have been, I feel like the Niners, we have a lot of raw and rookie talent, but the Niners have like like a good coaching staff, um, especially on the offensive side of things. They got Jimmy Garoppolo, so it's not like all of a sudden they have like a, you know, some random QB coming in. So it's really just like, if you can't, if the Broncos lose against the 49ers, we got to talk about some things with the Broncos. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. And then who and we I got? Think who we got? It was just uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Yeah, so I mean that's just the two. They're 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 two teams led by you know veteran quarterbacks. It's always going to be that's always going to be the storyline. You got Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. That's you know that's that sells tickets by itself. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. I think I'm gonna. Well, it depends. It depends on if what Tampa Bay defense does against Aaron Rodgers. If you can frustrate him and stuff like that, you have a chance on the offensive side of things. So. And you have the two, I would say the two problematic quarterbacks of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, in terms of football, they're both, well, one, Tom Brady, put some respect on his name. But Tom Brady, as a person, is some other stuff, too. But, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, too, is a weird individual. But at the very least, I wouldn't say weird in a bad way. It's weird to us because he's doing stuff that's trying to benefit his own mental health and stuff. Although the whole thing with the immunization thing was a whole, that was something. But yeah. regardless of the fact, right, we're unfortunately, we're, we're at the point where it's like you either vaccinate or you're not. So, um, you know, it is what it is right there. So who do you think is going to win in that game? I got my money on, I think I got um, my money on uh, Tampa Bay. I know that, you know, Mike Evans is suspended for that game, but I think I got some faith in that Tampa Bay defense. I think they'll they'll round out. And, you know, if the, if the uh, offense just, you know, can play a steady game, you know, get feed Leonard Fournette. And, you know, I think they got other receivers that Tom Brady can throw to. I think Scotty Miller is one of his favorite targets too. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, they'll find a way to, to feed, like they'll find the way to spread the ball around. So oh, if they right. can, you know, we've been forgetting about a person on Tampa Bay and that's Julio Jones. And he had a good game in week one with the Cowboys. It's is he, just is that... he healthy though? I think that's the thing. I thought he yeah. was out last game. That's the thing with Julio Jones. Like Julio Jones will give you everything. It's just that once you literally like use him in a game, the issue is that he has like 
the issues in his hamstring. It's hamstring or some like hip, not hip. It's mostly like uh ham. Yeah, it's mostly hamstring and quad. Yeah, that's been his thing. But it's it's just dependent on who he is, and he's a really tall dude. You know, yeah, he's he's when Julio Jones came out, you know. That that was an absolute freak of nature. He was like six six. He can run like a four four forty. Like he was an he was a matchup nightmare. He was the heir to the Megatron throne, you know. Like in terms mm-hmm. of like his catching radius, catching ability, his route running ability. It's just um, those injuries, and I mean, it, it's just Bay, it, yeah. it just comes for all of us, right? That's the thing. Yeah, I think what he needs to do in Tampa Bay is keep himself healthy. That's like that's just been the issue. He can't play a full season. He can't like play a full season now. So my thing is. You need to keep him fresh for when you do make it into the playoffs so you can have him. I, I don't want them to go to play. I don't want well, thinking about Tampa Bay in the playoffs is one thing. But if they go in the playoffs and then Julio Jones is out for most of the playoffs because hamstring or quad, then it's really just like, was he really worth it? You yeah, know? it's but one of those things. It's just it's it, it. I mean, it's not like it was a heavy investment for that team. You know, I think he came like on a very small contract and everything. And, you know, as a nice to have. But, you know, if he's there, he's there. If he's not, he's not. I mean, I, I, the coaching staff knows better than anyone, right? You know, mm-hmm, usually mm-hmm. If, as a coach, you tend to favor the players that are the most reliable, right? And those are the ones that you kind of build around. And then, you know, if you have players that could come in and out, you know, that's icing on the cake. But, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much it for, like, the week three. We'll see what happens um, starting this Thursday. But, you know, we'll be back at it next week, but I think we have like one final little thing. So kind of get into like the little fun bits. So yeah. what you got? Yeah. What do you got? So who's your, uh, who was your unVP? your Shaq and the fool, your, you know, maybe unsung hero, just someone you want to give a shout out to. I can go uh, first or you can go first. Go, you need go, to... go ahead. Go ahead. I have to think about that one. If we're talking week one, I need to give a shout out to uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, man. Those guys, they worked hard on Monday night. You know, they were, they were, I hope that they got those referees' phone numbers because they were they were simping those refs all night. I mean, like, granted, <laughs> granted, let's let's give them some credit. They, you know, when when we refs are like, you know, like offensive linemen, like we were talking about, right? You don't know who they are until they make a mistake, right? And so, you know, we've seen pr- plenty of examples of bad refs, and so maybe we should shout out the good ones. But man, these guys wanted to take them to a nice steak dinner and then, you know, treat them nice. <laughs> But if we're talking week two, I'd probably say my my you blew it moment was the Raiders with their twenty point lead. Man, like you know the, the Cardinals weren't doing anything up to that point. How you let that go? Right. Um, what about you, bud? Unsung heroes. Uh, maybe like I don't know. Maybe more so the team of like I would just say like the Lions coming out. Oh, that's a good one. Strong, you know, not no, 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 no. Unsung, I wouldn't, but unsung here, yeah, it would be the Lions. The hero would have just been the like Tua with the Dolphins, and oh god, that's a good shout out. I would say maybe like the the MVP or like the bad egg out of it all. I would like it's just like what the heck that's disappointing. I mean, maybe like the Browns giving up that lead to the Jets, or even the rate, like all of the all of the major teams that like gave up the twenty plus point leads mm-hmm. to. Uh, I think it was like three of them had twenty. There was three games where that happened, and they all those teams came back and won. So I guess that was like the wow, like you let that happen. But Jalen Hurts also, I'm gonna give him the. I'm gonna give him some credit too. I think um, I think that one that you and I can agree on too is probably. Um... Thursday night football. That's like a uh, like 
you, we, we both seen all the memes around it, right? Where it's like, how do I explain to my parents how to watch Thursday night football? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I low, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I literally put my TV on for Thursday night football and I was like, wait a minute. It's Where is on it? Amazon Prime. And I'm like, man, this is going to suck for the old folks out there that don't really touch much, much of the apps and stuff. So uh-huh. I really, yeah, I had to open up Prime Video and then there it was. There's the game. And so and I was like, this is kind of weird because it's just weird but hey that's amazon they have the funds to buy up the thursday night football yeah i mean that they spent a billion dollars on lord of the rings too so <laughs> oh yeah that's true i need to go watch it though yeah um, we'll see but anyway uh, one, some other bits i had i guess some past that other bits i had real quick was just uh i started pantheon um it's an animate animated cartoon series um that's been fun uh that's like think of it like a sci-fi drama thriller um the short of it is like think of all of those like conspiracy theories you ever thought of but they're they're true in a sense and there's like an organization <laughs> in the, it's not illuminati but it's like a company that is apparently because they, they did this in like the first episode it's a company that is like taking human brains and they're uploading that human into like a digital realm and i don't know but it's also like head by a corporation and stuff sounds like so, the matrix yeah, it literally. Yeah, because like they showed some stuff where like people in this com- this digital world are gods and stuff like that. So it's I'm trying to see what this is all about. There's drama like with the main character. I forgot her name, but like her dad died and she started talking to who you guess her dad in emojis, by the way. So that was kind of like a weird moment for me, but it was it was a good first episode. You can catch it on a lot of stuff. Amazon Prime, I think, only has one episode because you have to get AMC plus. But if you have a high dive subscription for all the anime view, uh, watchers out there, it's on high dive. And I was surprised when I found it. So you hear that? All right. You hear that, Jamal Williams? If you're out there and you're listening, Pantheon, you heard it from Adam first. It's animated, but not an anime, unfortunately. Oh. But hey, it's it's still good. Um, it's one, basically if you liked uh, what was the other one? Invincible. You'll like that one. It's a solid animated. Like I only seen one episode so far. I think there's like five episodes out. So they're about like 40 something uh, minutes long so that's all i had on my end so yeah it's good all good for me so first episode in the books man first episode um i'm excited i've been personally so I, I even have like plans for my own podcast and i'll let you all know when that pops up but i've been fear i think fear is what's mostly been stopping me even from talking to you because i think i remember just coming to you and saying, hey we need to make that sports podcast man we gotta yeah. do something we talk about sports often but here we are. We're doing it. Um, you know, we got after this recording, you know, take it up, edit whatever we need to edit. And it's weird. And, you know, figure out all what we need to figure out to get that episode out there to all the, you know, to all the listeners out there. So if you did come in here and listen this whole two hours and about 40 minutes in, thank you. If you only came in and you you skipped around a little bit, it, I understand. Trust me um we'll see well i don't think we're going to be having three hour plus episodes no, this is this is a rare occasion we missed reps we had to make up those extra laps yeah we had yeah that's what we're doing we're just running the, the few extra laps so thank you for all um everyone out there that's listening no matter if it's one person or a hundred so thank you for that yeah and just like you know like one little thing before i sign off to or uh we sign off like most people don't know because uh, you know this this is me and adam like adam and i used to work together this was our lunch every day basically we would just be talking this you know granted if we were gone for two and a half hours someone probably been like hey where the hell are these guys but you know you know this was our this was our lunch you know we're just happy to you know bring this conversation that we would have 
just in good fun, you know, all the way out to, you know, whether it's one person, a hundred people, maybe that one person is just Jamal Williams, but we'll, we'll find out pretty soon. I think our, I think our buddy uh, Oliver is going to really get a kick out of this because I know we didn't say anything about this podcast to him, and I'm, I'm proud of us for not trying to say anything because I'm, I'm more of the person that's just like you. We can talk about doing something, huh. but at the end of the day, you got to go do it. Yeah, and we did it. We You're talking about. We found time slots. We found we we did a lot of research in a short period of time. We had a lot of deliberation on like the logo and stuff like that. Like it's it's pretty cool. This is a really fun process, and I like it so. Uh-huh. Hey, I mean, you, you the good things for misreps going forward. You brought up a good, a good word to describe it, which is like the fear, right? Like, am I, is it going to be anything? Is it not going to be anything? If, if it's not going to be anything, it's just two dudes having fun talking about sports. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> and I mean, like, even for me, like, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm a big, like, I'm a big fan of playing golf and stuff like that. And that's like, this has been like, just like a learning thing for me too. Cause like, that's a little hard to get footage for and stuff like that. But if you ever look me up, it's on four iron golf. I'll eventually start uploading content, but it's just putting yourself out there, you know, and, you know, making, you know, making yourself grow. That's all it is at the end of the day. All I got to do is just post, Hey man, we just look, whatever we want to do, you know, I want to actually get to a point where we can actually, and this is still the first episode, right? But I want to get us, get us to a point where we can, you know, do like video, have that video, put it on YouTube and all that stuff. So I'm going to, I'm still going to look to get this up on YouTube. We um, do have a YouTube account, missed reps, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we're going to get it there. We're going to try to get it out there to everyone so they can listen and, um, you know, have a good time, maybe during work or, maybe if you're running and stuff. So either way, you know, Kanal, thank you, man. Um, uh, just, I, I do want to say, you know, just shout out to you, man. Um, I don't know, just like taking the idea and just actually we're putting in the hard work on for both of us. Yeah. I mean, um, I can, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta say that. I mean, we're getting mushy before we've even accomplished anything, but <laughs> it's a, it, me, this is an accomplishment to me because I've been, even telling my fiance, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast. If it's just me, and then I want to do a podcast with like my fiance and I, but like I'm actually getting myself out here. I'm actually doing it. We're using a platform of some kind, learning how to do a podcast. We already technically have mics, so here we are, right? <laughs> I mean, that's our setup right behind you. Are you guys going to face each other? Are you guys going to be talking like behind each other's backs? How are you guys going to do it? Uh, well, we. Um... I was thinking about that, and I think I might have to get some more mics, but I'm going to make it cheap. You know, keep some mics under $100. There's a lot of solid USB mics for $100. Like, I think the Rodecaster is, like, the perfect one we can start with for us two. I think I might just put, like, a table. This is a big enough, trust me, this is a big enough room where I think I can put a table off, like, here to the side right here, and we can just be on opposite ends of it, and it's still not in the middle of the whole room here. So... Yeah. We'll see what happens. We're not going to be facing away from each other and talking into our mites and not <laughs> that'd be kind of weird. Very awkward. So, um, yeah, man, you hopefully you um we're gonna get get your channel up and you know put all that support out there and we'll let you, we'll let all the listeners know when we have our own personal stuff up and running. But thank you for coming out to this podcast. Hey, man, we'll see you guys. It was it's been great talking. We we hope you join us again uh, next week. It's just. Remember, it's just two dudes that just like talking about football, you know, trying to figure things out. So they love their Seahawks. That <laughs> we love our Seahawks, even especially this season, man. We just got to let it ride. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I think uh, I think that's a good point. What do you What do you think? We get to sign off. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, nothing else to be said. Else, we're going to be making this a th- whole three hour uh, episode. But this is a big beefy episode for everyone out there. 
So, uh, hey, hopefully you come out next week for the next one. Yep. See you guys next week. Peace.